Good evening and welcome back to Pixels and Pints, where we're going to talk video games, TV shows, movies, pop culture, shit, uh, probably swear a lot. I've done that in the first five seconds, so we're going to demonetize, but we're not demonetized anyway, are we? <laughs> no, there's a 30-second intro, which just naturally gets us around that whole That's rule right. anyway. I remember you saying that last week. Uh, and while we well, do- Well, fuck, fuck, fuck it, yeah, <laughs> fuck then. That's right. Fuck the YouTube police. <laughs> <laughs> While we talk about some movies and games and TV shows, we're going to be uh, consuming some delicious, mostly Australian products. I'm assuming everybody's got Australian or New Zealand products tonight. Beers? I think so. Yes. I uh, have options for later. I have might options. Not. Uh, you know what? We, uh, by the way, I'm Dan. I'm here tonight with Pete. Howdy. And a slightly deaf Thomas. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and away we go. Seamless. What are we drinking? Seamless. What are we drinking? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice pause right there. So. Well, Jesus Christ, mate. You do the intro and then you go, and what are we drinking first? Oh, okay. How oh, many, how many episodes a, have we done now? What we've is got it? a handhold here now, do we? Hi, yep. my name's Dan. Intro done. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, bike on a Christ. I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Yeah, what I'm are you drinking? drinking. It was, that was an unusual looking can. <laughs> oh, it's yellow and white. It's a... Oh, like oh, I was saying, it looks like a classic video game pill is what it looks like. I'm like light's very bright today. Can you it is very bright. Off, you dirty dog. There we go. No, nah, does nothing. There we go. There we go. Uh, uh, Loopholes the brewery. Uh, this is their uh, draught, draft or draught for all those people who uh, look at a, a, a tasting room sign and see D-R-A-U-G-H-T and go, oh, draft or drought. Um, yes, that's me picking on the Australian public. Fuck yourselves. Um, a crisp and refreshing lager. Uh, I don't think we've had these guys on the um, podcast before. Not. No. They're from South Australia. Hello. You're half an hour behind us. <laughs> They're about 50 years and half an hour behind us. Whoa, okay. Shots fired. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. Adelaide's a very nice place, actually. It is I've a lovely around, place. I've walked mm. around Adelaide quite a bit on some uh, some trips over there, and it's- uh, uh, Adelaide is a lovely place. It's an interesting place because it, for a CBD location, it's quite small. Mm. Um, and then you wander out of Adelaide and it gets very South Australia very quickly because mm. <laughs> Adelaide's a small town in a pretty big pretty big state. Anyway, mm. sorry. This is interesting. How's your beer? This, this is uh, – so I – it is refreshing. I, I wouldn't exactly say it's crisp. It's got a lot more of that um that kind of – uh, like almost Belgian-y kind of flavors coming through. Oh, Tom's favorite style of beer. Ah, this, this, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not, not one of those fucking Saison motherfucking <laughs> dumb horse blankety fucking shit fuck. Can I keep shit swearing all night? I think I'm no. in a swearing mood tonight. Um, <laughs> no, it's Might just- Might get a bit uh, tedious to hear, but sure. Yeah. For 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 what you would put as, as, a, as a draft on, like normally you'd expect it to be kind of, I think most- especially most Australian breweries tend to do that thing where it's they put the draft lager on because it's for all the people who aren't really into craft coming in. You're like, I just want a normal beer. It's like, well, here you go. This is your traditional Australian draft lager. But this has a little bit more of, um, yeah, that, that kind of Belgian-y, uh, I wouldn't say funk, but like it's probably, uh, esters, as, like the Esther character. Yeah, yeah. So It's, it's listed it's, as an ale uh, on Untapped. Maybe that's it then. Maybe that's it. It's like, a traditional just, ale it's listed yeah. as. I mean, I just expect these usually to be some sort of uh, uh, a lager. It's quite good. I'll give that a solid four. That's yeah. That's so, quite nice. so, 
So, okay, four is a good score. Um, it's the newest edition loophole, loophole Brewing Core Range is a hybrid between an Australian draft dry and a golden ale. We mashed at a low temperature like a lager so it has a dry, crisp finish. No dry hop, just a little. Nothing, and- nothing about that on the back of the can. Just a little, and by this we mean teeny tiny amount of Galaxy Hot Side, Malt Pale Munichan uh, Carapils. Uh, it's pretty basic, easy drinking beer, just yellow, wet goodness to keep everyone else happy. Yeah, they're talking about old English words and monks and all sorts of things on the back there, so um, <laughs> probably <laughs> would have preferred that description, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, oh, well. But yeah, was yeah. It it's, it's, it's a solid beer. Um, very well done. Nice. Label's not straight, but you know what? Can't be perfect. Mongrel bastard kids. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Dan, yeah. do you want to go next or do you want me to? Uh, you go next. I'm just reading an article. Oh, okay. Is it on topic or you just decided to randomly do fucking yeah, homework? I just, I just decided to <laughs> just defer He wasn't out. listening to whatever I was saying and decided on, to do so. some homework. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Um, I've got a... I've got a beer that's really disappointing me, actually. So this is going to be interesting to talk about. Uh, this is Black Hops Brewing uh, Foreverland. It's a grapefruit XPA. Mm-hmm. It comes in at five and a half percent. It smells fucking great. It smells like grapefruit. Uh, big pithy grapefruit and citrus dominates this the aroma and flavor with a smooth, soft, hazy malt bill to balance it out. Mm. A toned down Neverland in a more sessionable package, perfect for those warmer days. What I get out of it is uh, lots of grapefruit on the nose, but flavor-wise, it's thin, watery, disappointment in a can, uh, and almost tastes. I, I, I'm I'm really hesitant to say this, but I can't find a better adjective in my brain. It tastes a bit dish soapy. Yeah, yeah. no, soapy is a good word. Yeah. Thin grapefruit notes, but just really, I mean, I, they say sessionable at five and a half percent. I guess that classify that, that, that kind of tracks, but I would have expected sessionable, sessionable to be more in the four and a half percent range. Um, but just thinned out. Mm. It's like they, they took a six and a half percent IPA and added water. That's what it tastes like to me. Um, so yeah, I'm really disappointed. So I'm going to give that a two and a half. Because that's disappointment out of on a scale of five for me. I <laughs> know <Yeah, yeah. laughs> oh, that doesn't. Yeah. That's, Bite that's fine. Bite em. Um, I've got, uh, I'm going outside of my comfort zone here a little bit because I don't like cucumber. I've got bright brewing cucumber and basil sour. Oh, I just got a keg of that. This is going to be, this is going to be too, too bright as well. Um, it's nice. It's, I wouldn't classify it as super sour. It's that light, tart, slightly tart kettle sour side of things. It's got some light cucumber flavors to it. Uh, and I w- would kind of expecting some of the basil to sort of hit on the back palate. It, I guess it does kind of a little bit, but not, not a huge amount. It's, um, it's fine. It's clean. It's, it's a refreshing kind of product, but not, uh, not over the top in. Not over the top in coming forward with that doesn't really make sense, but it's not presenting the flavors that they make quite a big deal about on the front of the can. Yeah, um, okay. it's uh, I mean, there's cucumber and basil. Uh, I like the design, like, yeah, because we got the same the same decor with it. I, I quite yeah, liked that. I think it, it nice. stood out like it's mm. well, it's nice and clean with 
like there's a lot of elements to it, but still they're bold and nice and clean elements on the can itself. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's savoring the mouth, watering, freshness. I don't think it's got an acidic pop, unfortunately, but I like things super sour. And I had uh, I had that Yuli's one last last podcast mm. that was really sour, and I had another one of their Dolly beers the other day, which was bang on sourness. It was uh, really nice. Um, uh, it's got some sea salt in it. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's probably got that yeah that saltiness on the end. I just would have liked that basil to be a bit more pre- presented, pronounced. Yeah, um, which I guess is probably a very hard flavor to get to come across in a product that's... And you very easily run the risk of going over the top and and overbalancing the beer. I'm sure you could. And then you might end up with that sort of soapy character that you're talking about. It's fine. It's nice. It's, yeah, I'll I'll give it a... I'll give it a... uh, I'll put myself in a hole here with quarter points, haven't I? (laughs) You could (laughs) abandon the hill that you decided to die on randomly. No one asked you to. I know. (laughs) I don't know where it came from. It was very fucking random. I don't know. You said something about quarter points, or we were having an argument about quarter points, or something. I believe so it was in one of my untapped rants. We were talking about quarter <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah, it, might, it might have well been. Mm. Uh, we'll go. We'll go two and three quarters then. Two and three quarters. Okay. Um, questions. You mm. said bright brewing. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's not on untapped. That in Victoria, basil sour, isn't it? Is no. it not? What's the style of beer? It's, it's a kettle sour. sour. Yeah. So it's a kettle sour and ABV? 4%. Thank you. Just getting our records together. Maybe I'll even update untapped. Uh-oh. Cool. It was Shall packed we- on December 5th, so <laughs> it should well be on untapped. Unless I, well, maybe I'm just dumb. How are you I spelling bright? Uh, the way that I would spell it. If I was asked <laughs> to spell the word bright, okay. which is well, that a trick question? Because <laughs> you avoided that question very well. I found it. I'm, it wasn't. It, it was cucumber. I'd misspelled. I didn't even see the typo. I found uh, it. Stop looking. Well, Fifteen you IBU. But, but, uh, sometimes in the brewing industry, especially the Americans, they do spell bright B R I T E. Yes, but yeah, but I'm not a an, a, a sepo. Um, should Whoa. we move into? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that term still existed. Wow. Does, of course it does. It was invented by the fucking Anzacs. It's rhyming slang. Septic tanks for Yanks. It wasn't even actually offensive originally. I mean, you just called someone a septic tank. I think you called an entire people a septic tank. I think that it might was, be slightly offensive. Yeah, it was never intended to be, but sure. Uh, should we kick off with some news? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Are we starting with the Trump indictment? No, we're not. Um, all the news is yours, Tom, so take it away. We interrupt this broadcast with some breaking news from the front. I am the news. Welcome to my segment. Uh, <laughs> E3 has been officially cancelled again. Who gives a fuck? See you later. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, I much prefer the new trailer fest we get from Keeley. Jeff Keeley, the dude who does Summer <laughs> Games Keighley. Fest. That's yep. it. I'm That's all E3 was. Either. It was Trailer Fest. I'm sure if you went to it, it was fun. You got to play with some new toys, but otherwise. I think you're better off spending your money going to CES. You yes, want to play with new or, toys? I don't know. I was looking for some other acronyms and I really fell short. PAX. <laughs> well, PAX. There you go. PAX is good. PAX. Uh, yeah. CES is Consumer Electronics Show. So that's where like the latest technology around TVs and you know, like in, um, phones and VR goggles. and That would bore me to death. 
So you can keep that one all to yourself. <laughs> I'm an IT nerd. Shouldn't come as any surprise that I love that shit. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yes, E3 has been officially cancelled again. Uh, we so talked about its likelihood of being cancelled yeah, a couple of weeks ago. We could so kind of see surprising. the writing on the wall. Sony had pulled out, Nintendo had pulled out, and then in the most recent months, Microsoft said, yeah, we're not going to do it. And then Ubisoft and uh, Ubisoft was there when they went, okay, sweet, pull the pin. Yeah, yeah Ubisoft said when we're out and everyone said, who cares? No one was going already anyway. Yeah, yeah. That it was, was kind of a bit late guys. for them, but they were like, hey, guys, <laughs> we're, we're, we're one of the cool studios. We're, we're, we're pulling out two. Okay, see you later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all right, no more. Uh, we'll have to wait until, yeah, next Summer Games Fest for that uh, that trailer dump um, so I can, you know. Which is June bed, anyway. Lie in, bed with well, my, lie in bed with my phone and just go, ha, ha, pretty, ah, pretty. <laughs> yep. The next bit of news, I'm actually really excited about this. Um, uh, so the National Classification Scheme in Australia has decided that any game containing loot boxes is to be given a minimum M rating. Uh, so that's, you know, you, you're meant to have a parent with you to buy it um, if you're under 15. Uh, but any game containing simulated gambling, and I put in notes here, uh, remember poker mini games, anyone? Because yeah. they used to be everywhere in any game you played. Uh, they had to be given an R18 rating, and this is in an attempt to minimize gambling harm to minors in Australia, and good fucking on them. I think that's the best thing that the, what did I call them? The National Classification Scheme has <laughs> ever done. Oh, uh, it's the second best thing, let's let's be honest. And and it took them way too very long. Very interested to, to see where this is going. It took, them, <laughs> it took them way too long to come up with an R plus, uh, R18 oh, yeah, rating yeah, in yeah, Australia, yes, and they yes, were just banning games. Yes. No, this is a great move. Um, it is a it is a great gambling's move. fucked. Pokies suck. Loot boxes are gambling. Yes, I'm glad that 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 our national body has recognised that sufficiently to put an M rating on it. Yeah. When when you say poker mini games, do you mean poker like card poker or you got no way to hold them? No yeah. way to fold them. Hey, hey, I quite regularly log into Red Dead Redemption just to play poker. Thank you very much. I like going into an old west saloon and. Yeah, they used to be the mini game in every single game, yeah. in, like the PS2 era. Everything had yeah. a poker mini game. Yeah. Do you reckon There's always Gwent Texas Hold'em? Yeah. Gwent? Uh, yeah, well, it is gambling. It's gambling. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Okay. So, not that not that Witcher was ever getting less than an M rating already anyway, but yeah, well, oh, no, it would now same, be an R. Well, now that would yeah, be an R18 R- yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, um, Red, Dead, Red, Red Dead was always going to be R anyway. So mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, interesting. I'm glad for it. I'm actually going to – I meant to flip these in the notes because uh, I wrote a whole bin- bunch of upcoming April game releases, and it's very funny. The first one I start with, which you may think is a weird one to start with, but it leads on from this in a way. Um, so there's Disney Speedstorm is coming out. It's Mario Kart with Disney characters, and okay. obviously we have we have a bunch of dads who listen, so this is one for them. Um, you know, something to put the kids in front of on uh, on the Switch or – you know, if you can, you know, if you've got two accounts and you can you can remote play your game while they're playing that, well done. Or even if it just gets you a couple of minutes of quiet, well done. Um, so that's coming out on April 18th. It's free to download, but there's a catch. And the catch is loot boxes. So, <laughs> so they've actually said you can you can pay to get all the characters, you can pay to get all the tracks, all the cars, all the costumes. But you can also earn them the coins to get these naturally. It's just going to take you 17 times as long to get them. But if you can earn coins, is it 
then down to chance when you open the loot box whether you get something or are you guaranteed to get something that no, it's. Ga- I, I think I really think this is based on the Hot Wheels game that I played recently, which was you could only get certain cars by you earned coins and and gears and whatever through races, and then you had a loot box system. But it was like you never. I never had to actually pay for anything. I had the option to mm. if I wanted to skip ahead and get a thousand of the the the, the currencies in game currencies. I could pay real money for them, but I wasn't at every, any point forced to or locked out unless it was dlc content which i think was a, you know that's a, that's a kind of different point yeah but so it's not a gambling loot box it's just to earn coins to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah unlock yeah, yeah. the rest of it kind of stuff. yeah yep. but uh yeah so well done disney um you know just as they bring this in um i'll keep going with the upcoming april game releases we'll we'll, we'll breeze through them there's a couple coming out so we've got uh these are the ones i think we were we would most be interested in um, so Horizon Forbidden West, the DLC Burning Shores, is out on April 19th. It's about 30 bucks on the PS Store. Um, Dead Island 2 uh, is being released on April 21st. Uh, comes at about 100 bucks. So that's uh, been a pretty long-awaited sequel for that series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the trailer looked great. I watched one of the gameplay trailers. It looked gory and stupid and a bit <laughs> fun, but in a bright, colourful LA boardwalk setting. Like, you know, I think that's a, that's a kind of... I like it when they get... Post-apocalyptic games, but set in a quite bright and you know neon kind of yeah. s- like we're happy landscape. everyone died. Let's yeah. party. The the strange thing about that Dead Island too, I like. I'm interested. In, I like the first Dead Island. It had its mm. it had its issues, but I thought the the zombies on and the beach resort was a uh, was a fun thing. Mm. Uh, sorry, Indy's just. Gone, fuck you, I'm leaving. I don't want to listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> listening fair. to a three-way conversation, but only one part of the three-way conversation, so she's fucking out. Um, Indy's my dog, by the way. It's not uh, not my wife. Uh, but um, Dead Island 1 was an open world. Open world. It was an open... It was open world for the chapter you were in. So the island, the resort was the first part. The second part was an open area there. Um mm. They, I heard that Dead Island Two is kind of more level based. Oh, okay. Mm. I so yeah. Be interesting That's to good. see what happens there when um people start getting um release copies and actually we actually start to see some hands on reviews. Mm. Um, the next one to come out, which actually I put this in for you, Dan. I thought you'd be most interested in this. Is it's called Bramble the Mountain King. Um, it comes out on the twenty seventh of April. Uh, it's 55 bucks for the PS5 version is the only I could only info I could find. Um, the demo is currently available on the on the PlayStation Store if you wanted to try it. But it's uh, it's a a child going through a bunch of Norse like fairy tales and bedtime stories, and it it was like it's kind of uh, I wouldn't say side scrolling, but it's it's almost like walking pace, um, but. It's you know it's a small innocent child with and at one point he has like a glowing sword and he's he's fighting giant Norse month monsters and I was like you know what it's it's just an adventure story thing that like um and I was like I think Dan will like this one so definitely yeah. up Dan's alley it, <laughs> yeah. and and just looking at some of the the screenshot here uh, the bits and pieces of it and the way that the the kid exactly how you're describing it has been. Mm-hmm well out there's one bit where he's walking over a bridge and there's this troll in the background and he's mm. getting picked up by another creature uh but it reminds me very much of um uh god it's not little monsters uh little nightmares 
Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's it, I think the vein it's in. Yeah, it kind of has that feel to it, which I really enjoyed. Little nightmares, just being completely underpowered. You couldn't fight anything that you were up against. You needed to, <laughs> you needed to run and hide and uh, find your way through the levels. Levels in clever way, clever ways. So yeah, this this definitely interests me. Well, there you go. I'll, I'll get back to everybody on that when it comes out. Thank you very much. Uh, last couple of two, oh, the last run we're, we're very much excited for, obviously, Jedi Survivor. It's finally coming out on the 28th of April. Um, for those who haven't ordered it yet, it's going to cost you about 140 bucks on on PlayStation Store, and there are cheaper copies available online, I've seen, but, you know, that's the kind of the most, I guess, you pay. That's why I thought I'd, I'd chuck that in there. I kind of wasn't. I'd kind of gone off this in the last few weeks. I was just, I was, I was a bit on the on the fence about it. I've, I've got a couple of games lined up. I want to play the Dead Space re- remake, and mm. there's a couple of others there that I thought I might line up before this. But I watched uh, somebody got a, a few hours hands on, uh, four hour hands on, hands on previews have been coming out, been coming week. out, yeah. and even the stock footage they were given to play. Uh, while they talked about it, they, he's quite quite open and said it wasn't his footage that was on screen. Mm. Uh, it was it was footage he was given. I'm back in. Um, I might I might not get it day one. I might see if I can punch out Dead Space before I get it. But uh, it's definitely my my number two to to get onto soon. So I pre-ordered it as soon as it was announced. <laughs> <laughs> Actually ran see- to EB and put an order in. And- Yep, you're that guy. And I was like, you're damn right I am. <laughs> uh, I will play it, but I'm not going to rush out and nab it up quickly. I've got actually, a few games. Yeah, Sorry. it's actually funny that we say that because ha- like, I'm super keen for it. I really want to play it. But my thing is, I think actually on that, I'm not going to rush to finish it mm. just because of the last few big games I've gotten that I've been so excited about. And Hogwarts Legacy is the perfect example of this. It was a buggy fucking mess. And I'm actually thinking like, oh. But that's just uh, the luck uh, of the draw, man, because I finished yeah. it. I was playing it as hard as you were and I got through it without any bugs and, pl- well, with a bug that, bug that got fixed straight away and then yeah. hit the plat. So it was yeah. just luck of the draw, man. I just Yeah, but, it, I mean, it shouldn't be. That's that's No, it shouldn't. Absolutely yeah. not. So, yeah, and they I'm, still I'm haven't fixed it. Things, yeah. It's atrocious. I'm, I want to jump straight into it because, obviously, I, I really like the, the story of Cal. I liked where it was going. I'm, I'm, the things I've seen, I've actually... I've done a bit of a Dan and I've I've stopped. I see an article on it. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm good. I'll wait. Um, but you know, something popped up as like a, a a preview thing, and it was you know you can you can. It was oh no, it was like a little short on YouTube, and it was so that he can edit. He, he's no longer you can just edit his poncho, but you can edit his entire out like look his face hair, his beard, facial hair everything his yeah. facial hair came up in yeah. in my mind he, it jumped out because we talked about it last episode. You can give him a mullet and a handlebar mustache. No, you get a big beard now. You can get a Dan beard. Oh he's yeah, a no, the, yeah. The, the guy, the, the, the some of the footage that they let these YouTubers put up, yeah. they put him in a brown jacket with a with his ginger with his ginger slightly curly mullet and a handlebar mustache. <laughs> so it's atrocious. It does not that's fit the hero. into the Star that's Wars. The, that's the hero that Star Wars needs right now. Yeah, not not this Pedro Pascalian man. We need. No. Ginger mullet handlebar mustache. Um, anyway. So yeah, that's 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 the end of the month. That's kind of April. Um, there are some good games in there. Um, I'll probably yeah. There's there's a few others that are coming out that I wasn't particularly interested in. I don't know if you guys really had a look, um, but uh, yeah, 
um, that's that's what's coming up. Um, I yeah can't wait to get back into um, dodge rolling, swinging lightsabers. It's yeah. I'll I'll play Horizon before I play that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that Burning Shores DLC does look really good too. Mm. So that's definitely on my list. Yeah. And it's PS5 or next gen, current. What do we call? Are we calling them next gen or are we calling them current gen yet? They're current gen now. Yeah. They're current gen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, PS4 is now last gen. Yeah. It's it's current gen only. Which the Forbidden West. Oh really? I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, the Burning Shores is PS5. Mm, and yeah, you're right. Xbox Series, whatever, blah blah blah. It is that yeah, one. You're right. That one. Sorry, the be, Xbox it people. Be Xbox. Well, it's I funny just, you say that. I'm completely, a, I'm completely yeah, confused. PS exclusive. It wouldn't be Xbox. Oh, yeah, there no, you go. It's, it's PS5 just, exclusive. Yeah. Is it? Oh, just there you PS5, go. Yeah. Okay. Just Studios, PS5. Yeah. Okay. Just PS5 then. Um, there we go. All right. PS5 only. Um, which, uh, so yes, Pete's favorite segment: the uh, PS Plus games that are coming out for uh, April. Um, the first one actually looks mm. looks interesting, but I don't I don't know if I get into it. It's called Meet Your Maker. This is actually. Um, this is a, a thing they're starting to do, which is, which is ripping off, homaging, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, copying. Let's just say copying. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, what uh, the Xbox Game Pass has been doing for so long is this is a day one release. So you get it as part of your subscription, but it's, it's being released as part, like it's free, free on your subscription kind of thing. Um, and it's a post-apocalyptic raiding and building game. So the idea is that every level is built by the players. Um, you build we your little. About this, I'm sure we. Have. Yeah, I think we came up is as it like a, a trailer VR game as well. I'm. It may have a VR option. I think it. I. I don't know if this. This is just PS4 and PS5. I don't know if this is being released on VR. Maybe they're bringing out VR later. Okay. But yeah, it's. Seems it's you, really you, familiar. You build. You build your tower, and anyone can raid it. But then the whole point is to get more like materials to fix your tower. You have to go raid their thing. So it's just. It looks, it looks yeah, it's, fun. You, I'm sure we talked about it. You design a puzzle box um, adventure. I think it was in a trailer trash in. A, a three, four episodes ago yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you basically design a, a like a- A um, death box. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like an escape room with the intention of killing the person inside mm. it. And then you invite your mates to try and beat it. And yeah, that just that's a, a recipe for a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's 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 um it's PS4 and PS5 uh on on PlayStation uh this is just the basic PlayStation Plus for this month. Um the other one we're getting is uh Tales of Iron which is a hand-drawn um like side-scrolling RPG uh where there's medieval rats and they're versing barbarian frogs. Um which is a great concept in my <laughs> mind. Uh it's it's the art style's really cool. I watched the trailer for it. The art style's really cool in terms of like it is looks just like hand drawn and almost like yeah. like paper Mario, like where it looks mm. like they're just paper cutouts that fight each other and stuff. Um and then uh if you really hate yourself, like I do, um Sackboy the Big Adventure is the third game. Um uh, looks like an innocent platformer, but if you want to drive yourself absolutely insane trying to finish that last level, go nuts, be my welcome to my hell. Um I've been there, done that, and you know what? You got the platinum. <laughs> Would I do it again? Probably. I mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. You are a masochist. masochist. Is, yep. is, is great. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're all actually available to download as of now. They have uh, all come onto the PlayStation Network. They're all both available on PS4 and PS5, which is um, a nice little change. Usually it's kind of like 
two or three. Like there's one or one game that misses out on um, one one platform. One of so. the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, moving on, and this is one I think we're all a little bit excited about. So the uh, Paramount Global, which is all the Paramount Media thing, Paramount Plus and all that kind of guys, the senior VP of games and, em- and emerging media. Interesting that games and emerging media, like as if games haven't been around for the last 30 <laughs> years. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, he said that they they have a game based on the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last Ronin story. It is in development and it is taking inspiration from the latest God of War games. They haven't said which studio is doing it, but that is just... If it's done by a good studio, that is a it's recipe done well. for success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely recipe for success. I don't think we should really go into what the last Ronin story is about. No. Um, uh, I mean, we can touch on it. I mean, I've read the first issue. I yeah. probably should go and read the rest of them. It's uh, the, the the four Ninja Turtles. There's one of the four Ninja Turtles left. The uh, mm. the other three are deceased. The other three in Splinter are deceased. And the 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 last Ronin, the the last ninja without the samurai without the master, is on a on a path of revenge. Yeah, I won't say which turtle it is. I'll leave that up to the imagination. Mm. You know, you do actually find out at the end of the first or second issue. Um, mm. I can't remember. So I think I've read more than one issue. I think I've read a couple. Um, you do find out at the end of very, quite early on which ninja turtle it is, but just because somebody calls them by their name. Yeah, uh, not through their actions. You actually can't tell through. Yeah, their actions right. Interesting. Which, which turtle it is? Because he has all four sets of weapons. Well, right. parts of all four sets of weapons. Well, which parts I think of is the cool. Yeah, yeah, it's got like one of each. Like yeah. you know, yeah. So there's 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 no telling through the fighting style or what what he does which which turtle it actually is until they're they're named. So um, it was interesting which one they chose to be the the last Ronin. But uh, yeah, I. I, I it's a it's a cool concept and could be mm. a very 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 good game and we definitely need an adult Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yep. that'd be awesome. Uh, last little bit from me, and I think this is also really cool. Um, the PlayStation Store has, uh, I think, in their latest update, they've added it or they are adding it. Um, accessibility tags to uh, help you search for games if you require. Any sort of accessibility thing. So if you need, if you're, if you're like the accessibility issue that you have, say for me, cutting out the tinnitus noise in in first person shooters because it's killing my ears at the moment. Like I could, I could search for that. Um, if you need high contrast visuals, which I don't know if you guys played around with any of that when you were um, looking at the settings in God of War, but it like um, it puts. If if you need that kind of vision uh, addition to your game, it puts like a a monochromatic kind of almost like sleeve over over characters that matter or the characters you need to focus on. So they, they was in you can go and see it in the settings section of God of War Ragnarok. And it literally just has a section where I think they're just walking around the um, Idrisil and Kratos is kind of doused in like like a, a matte red. Um, you can still see like the way he moves and all that kind of mm. stuff. And then um, Atreus was in like a green just so they stand out against the, mm. the backdrop and stuff. Um, and I think I think this is a great thing, you know. Agreed. I'd, I'd hate for, you know, for anyone who really likes playing games to not be able to play them and because they can't, you know, they can't focus on characters or there's like, I mean, I've played so many games where it's, especially in that like mid-2010s like period where it was, everything was just brown. It was just brown yeah. backgrounds and 
brown characters and everyone was dark and mottled and gray and kind of stuff. And it's like, if, if you had, you know, vision issues, there's no fucking way you'd be able to see half the shit you need to see in that. So I think, I think it's a really cool thing, but also like if there's a game you wanted to play, you can, you can check now. You can be like, is this something I can play yeah. if, if I, yeah. if I have this, you know, that I need to look up and it's like, yeah, sweet. Now you can. So it's a good step forward. And I, I hope the other consoles chase Follow. up after them and add that in. Yeah. I need that stuff just because I'm a dumbass. And <laughs> it's like changing, like there was so many times in God of War Ragnarok where Atreus would go, oh, hey, look at this. And I'm like looking around, where the fuck is the little shit? <laughs> like, looking around everywhere. And I was like, the fuck are you getting me to look at? It's actually really funny so, you say that. I saw I saw an, uh, an interview, like a snippet of an interview with him because uh, they were at the BAFTAs because God of War was up for some awards. And he was talking about his playthrough of Ragnarok. And he's like, Jesus I Christ, this. I just needed myself to shut the fuck up. I hated <laughs> yeah. hearing my voice after yeah. a while. He's, He's like, he I'm trying to do a puzzle and all- suddenly I'm telling myself how to do it and it's like, fuck off, brain, like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he said he, he, he got sick of the the hints were given out way yeah. too quickly, way mm. too often. Yeah. Like, give me a second to figure it out for myself. Yeah, let me have a yeah. look around. Maybe I am just looking at the scenery you've created because it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Last of Us does that with a you know a look with the L three or hint with the L three, yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, I know where I got to go next, bro. I'm fucking exploring and getting stuff. Hundred percent. Found yeah. a pair of scissors and some fucking gaffer tape. Um, the next bit of news, I'll I'll rattle off a couple of quick items. HBO Max. Uh, I, this is another one of those. Uh, why HBO mm. Max are f- now formally working on a Harry Potter reboot TV series? Oh my god. J.K. Oh Rowling's god. directly involved. Oh, she is, is she? Okay. Yeah, and they're planning on doing one season per book. And he's very oh. excited. Louise just got home. I don't think. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought we that can. was Jasper, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, um, sort of. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think we needed a reboot. It's too soon. Yeah. Like 20 years, granted, but still, like. And with all of the controversy around J.K. Rowling, oh, I don't yeah, think well, it's going to be nearly as successful saying, but- as it was the first time around either. Uh, and the s- second piece was- um, HBO this- will not let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, just keep milking the cow until it's dead. Uh, however, for all of the money they dumped into Lord of the Rings, uh, is it Rings of Power? Rings of Power, I read it down wrong. Um, mm. Only 37% of viewers finished watching season one. Yeah, wow. I saw that. I saw that. That's a really that, yeah. scary number, like scarily yeah, but, low number. Well, it's a, scary, it's a low percentage, but how many is 30%? Of, of Amazon Prime viewers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of the people that started it, I mean, is 37, 10 million people? Mm. Is it is it one million people? Is it hundred people? Is it us three? It's a hundred million people worldwide, including twenty five million viewers on its premiere day. I think I think that's I think thirty seven percent still pretty good then. <laughs> well, yes, but it's it's only thirty seven million out of a hundred million that started it. That's a lot oh, of millions. Oh, okay, that, it was it wasn't a hundred million. The thirty seven wasn't a hundred million. It's thirty. What? What was carry the total the one, viewing? Peter, carry the one. A hundred million people. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying the hundred million was the thirty seven percent. No, no. Hundred million started the the season. Only thirty seven million finished it. Now, 37 million people is still not a low number, it's higher than the population of Australia, but it's the the 66 million people who gave up on it before the season finale that's the scary number. 66 plus 37? I mean, so, 60, 
63. Sorry. So listen, it's been a long fucking couple of days. If that, was, if that was a cinema release, that would have made just under a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, right. So with that, many, with, <laughs> that, with that many people watching it, it would have yeah. been just yeah. under a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, right, and that's, I don't, I just, th- I don't I think just, Bezos is too worried. I think he's so, probably just going to go, yeah, <laughs> just have some more money. It's fine. Yeah, but how much were they were they investing in each oh, episode? It was though? a million per episode or something stupid like that? Yeah. No, it was more it than was, that. Yeah. It was like a $100 million series or something. Yeah. They actually something. had a fire on set the other day for filming season two. No mm. one was hurt. Didn't a horse die in the on set in one of these? The never ending story. Yeah. <laughs> a drowned, drowned in a pool of quicksand. <laughs> Wasn't it the uh, there's just, there's traumatizing, old, just traumatizing <laughs> our entire older audience right there? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, it was the PTSD uh, the, flashbacks. Was it the Field of Sorrows or something like that that he drowned in? I'm, uh, I'm fucking no. googling that shit. Yeah, uh, where does a trail die? It's not a trail either. What was the horse's name? A trail. Yeah, whatever. What was the horse's name? I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, mm. um, I will Google that shit while we continue. Night uh, Rider. <laughs> uh, Tom, you were going to cover this. Yep, I'm prepared for everything that I do. Ah, yes, The Last of Us one uh, PC port has been plagued with many, many issues. Bail. I don't know. Do you guys? Do you guys see any of the screenshots of it? No, no. it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Like, yeah, it's uh, entertainingly bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just laughable, laughable. But I mean, that's what the the PC master race deserve for their years of abuse, and they can um, <laughs> they can control alt delete D's nuts into their mouth. There you go, cop that. That's for you, Suey. Welcome, you're welcome. There's uh, it's too long for an episode title. Yeah, <laughs> control alt D's nuts. There you go. That's, that's three words. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, it it kind of it does suck. Like it does, you know. But also, just buy a PlayStation. I mean, you upgrade your PC every six months. It costs you about the same as buying a console. So just buy the console, and it's buy buy a PS3 for ten bucks off eBay, (laughs) and the game the game for two dollars, and play the fucking game. Costs you Um, way less. Yeah, notwithstanding the fact that if you want like a forty eighty or a forty ninety, you're up for between two and a half thousand or to three and a half thousand dollars for a video card alone. That buys Mm. you three PS5s Mm. just for a fucking video card. So. And it was the swamps of sadness that Artax dies in. There we go. <laughs> it was going to bug me. It would have bugged somebody who listens to us as well. So, Well, we're going to go right into the swamps of sadness Artax. with this last bit of news because I think this is sad. Uh, yeah, th- this was, this was yeah. my little throw-in. There was a Crafty Pine article today, Exit Brewing, uh, pulling up stumps. Uh, they're a gypsy yeah. brewer from Victoria. Uh, I, I saw that article today, went to get my beers this afternoon, and there was – a exit brewing milk stout there, so I grabbed that. Oh, um, I was about to say because their milk stout is absolutely fantastic. Okay. Speaking of Good. beers, I'll, I'll be right back. I need to get my next beer. Okay, will you do that, and we'll be on to beers by the time you get back. He is one. Oh, he's got a little, earlier. He's got a little pixels and pints logo when he uh, when he turns his camera off oh, these days. We don't get that. <laughs> we. <laughs> So, yeah, Exit Brewing are finishing up, um, cited the same reasons. There's many, many a brewers have now cited in the last yeah, couple of months. Fucking dire. Is, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is increased cost of production and yeah. transport and everything like that. I mean, Black Ops announced yesterday their, their enormous. Oh, yeah. I was reading 2. that article. 2.6 million turnaround that um, the, the wording in that article was quite interesting about mm-hmm. three quarters of the way down that. Yeah. Uh, they brought a new head of finance in and a new accountant, and um, the new CEO said, 
basically said, look, there's been some creative accounting going on for the last year or two. So mm. uh, this is this is what we're at a loss now. We're on to Black Ops now, Pete, not uh, not uh, Exit. Exit are just pulling up stumps because of cost of cost of production. Yeah, and, and saturated, you know, oversaturated market, yeah. all, the, all the standard things. Yeah. Completely understand that as a gypsy brewer, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, it's a hard market to get out there if you're doing something as a as a primary source of income with you mm. without your own facility or at, without your own tap room to basically run it and support it. It's a it's a hard hard world out there for those those people. Um, so yeah, it's it's sad to they've been around for nine years. Uh, yeah, they've been so, around for a while. Yeah, yeah. So it's sad to see that that happen. Yeah, yeah. If if well, and look, if anyone is interested in reading like, some of those Crafty Pine articles in the last couple of days, have been very good reads. Mm. Um, especially if you have any sort of like accounting background or just like just a general interest in in business and stuff. Like I, I have I wouldn't say an interest at all. Um, but obviously an interest in the industry and just reading some of it, I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's that's a bit <laughs> spicy, isn't it? Ooh. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's that's um definitely definitely something that if you if you are interested in any of that kind of stuff, it's there's been really good articles on it on on Crafty Pint. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, go and read that Black Op one, Pete. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I should yeah, have actually, put it in Pete, the chat, I, I, I think yeah. Pete would have a very good take on that one. Yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll have you'll have a bit of a chuckle as you get to some points going through it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, what's next? That's beers. the news. We're on to the beers. Yeah, someone said. That they had a beer from Exit for tonight. Yeah, did I, did. I miss? Yeah, okay. So I um I, I might just inject myself to go first because uh, I along the same lines went and grabbed uh, Mister Fruju from Stockade, which we talked about last episode is Rest shutting down. Yep, uh, and we've actually oh, they got they got bailed out. Oh, did they? By, yeah, yeah. There's another. There's another crafty oh, pint fantastic. article. Not well. <laughs> I I didn't read that one yet. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, something like five cents to the dollar or something. Yeah, five. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. not so much a bailout as yeah. So we the hit, owner, we hit the, owner, the owner of Katmandu was the guy behind it. Behind well, the, the original owner or the original star. Yeah, something. Yeah, I'm something. not sure they're still owner, but yeah. 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 Right. Interesting. So I guess they're uh, yeah they're. Um, you know, build like a stockade ranch out in the mountains or something, and sell puffy jackets. I don't know. Sell puffy don't know jackets. Col- col- collide the two together. Destroy yeah. the environment with their fucking waterproofing technology. What? That's not controversial. That's just factually correct. Oh, that, I didn't. No. The, let's let's like put allegedly that. in front of that, shall no, we? No, no, no. It's it's absolutely no. They're, they're, in America, they're they're being forced by um being forced by government bodies like the EPA to, to <laughs> phase out. <laughs> Phase out their use of microplastics and and Teflon coatings because they're they're uh, they're fucking advanced chemistry to make waterproof clothing is actually destroying the fucking environment. Oh. These are companies that are actively promoting you to get out there and you know yeah. be- enjoy the environment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why this would I do just, that when I can this, sit this in the sh- comfort of my couch and play a game that's set in the outdoors and not get eaten by <laughs> bugs and animals? Or you could just fast forward through through all of the uh, destruction of the environment, and just go play Days Gone again or something. I just played a post apocalyptic game and it was great. Hmm. Hmm. So this uh, Stockade Bruco, uh, Mister Furuju, is a six percent Nipah. It's not what I expected. It, I don't know when this was packaged. I'd say a long, long time ago, to be honest. Best before 10th of the 6th, 23. 
What do you reckon? Yeah, they- you got two months left on or three months left on that. Yeah, you reckon they put 12 months on it to start with? Well, maybe not. Maybe long, nine. Long time ago. I still remember <laughs> when that I mean, it's not bad, <laughs> but it's not um it's it's got no hop character at all. Lots of juice. Like it it's like drinking tropical juice. Uh, no alcohol burn, which from a 6%, yeah, would you expect it? You'd expect some ethanol there, but not a whole lot. Mm. There's none. Um yeah, but I get lots and lots and lots and lots of pith and then like tropical juice notes, which is pleasant, but yeah, no, not much hose, haze protein in there. It's hazy, but, um, and yeah, no hop character, which is good. I mean, I've had palate fatigue from too much hops, so it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not what was designed to be in the can. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that. <laughs> what? what am I saying that's wrong? No, no you're no, not no. saying anything no, no, that's no. wrong. Nope. In fact, you're saying everything that's right. Right. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yep. I would agree oh. on that one. I'm going to give. I need that, to go um, see a doctor. I think I just bit through my tongue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I. Do I score it? Do I score it based on what I can taste, or do I score it uh, based on what I think was probably originally in the can when it was when it was packaged? I mean, it is. Yeah, that is old. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to give it a four because even at, at perfect hop amount, I mm. don't think I would have, you know, it would have blown my mind or anything. So I'm going to give it a four. Who's going next? Someone had a dark. Was that you, Tom? No. Uh, oh, I've got one. I don't know. Oh, what Tom, I don't know what Thomas has. Uh, I'm a little under underwhelmed with this too. Uh, when was this packed? This was packed on the. What's a date? No wonder. Before. Oh, for fuck's I reckon, sake. I recognize that can instantly. <laughs> but it uh, doesn't necessarily mean we've, we've done plenty no, of dates. No, that doesn't mean a thing. Because- God damn it. This is this is actually out of date. Oh, no. <laughs> this is actually, this actually, I'm going to have to. I'm it's your fault, to- Dan. Yeah, I know. I should read these freaking things. No, because you forgot no, to put your order in. That staring at you for months every time you walked into the shop and you just <sighs> it looked was at it and gone, ca- not today. And just give yeah. it a little, little, did you, little on the. <laughs> did you get it from Quakers? I'm not going to say where I got it. Yes, oh, it, yeah, because it's out of date. It's uh, out of date. It's, but it's your fault only because you forgot to place an order with, with Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is 100% my fault. Yeah. I thought <laughs> oh, about it. I definitely it, would have sent like, you out of date stock. Two, two weekends ago. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And it, it, it I have, started I have to- a whole, whole crate of out-of-date stock, and I'm just like, when Dan orders. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but I see, I see that in my mind. It's right next to the other crate that Tom puts aside with all of the most misla- mismatching labels in terms of alignment. It's like, this is going to fuck with Dan. Um, this is out-of-date. I am not going to rate it. Okay. Um, because Are you going to tell us what it is? It's got it's, uh, it's Dayton um, Black IPA. Okay. Burnout. Burnout, yeah. Because I've um, definitely had it. I recognize that can. It- it was. I think. I think I did this on uh, on older checking. episode. Yeah, that's why I was asking what it was. Because I actually have the same thing, which I can't remember if I've done we the have. next beer I'm having. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go and tip this and okay. grab another one. Cool. All right. It was really good when I had it. Peter, I did check. Actually, I did look on our Untapped to see if this came up. I and I, I can't. T- I couldn't see it. So, but <laughs> We've I can't done remember. Five hundred and fifty odd beers now, so it's starting to get a bit harder. Oh no, because you can search. Um, what? Uh, no, it's it's harder to find core range in most. Oh yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Shots. But you think it was hard to check if I'd had it. <laughs> no, I know no, you can search our profile. Yeah, 
So I'm I'm having the Hanks first round pale ale. Fuck off, you dog. Oh no, I'm having <laughs> the thing. There we go. Yeah, Ooh, nice. It's a beautiful can. Uh, so this is from our friends at Bitterfew. This is their house pale ale. Yeah, right. Um, it is. They brew it in collaboration with Akasha. Um, We've never had a Hanks beer on the show, so I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, I thought I might have had it and maybe we just didn't rate it, but I don't know. Um, I've nope. had many of them. Um, this is, the yeah, their first round pale ale. It's, it's a, I wouldn't say it's slightly hazy. It's, it's quite a refreshing pale ale. It, it's, this one's quite malty. Um, it's come through quite well. Um, uh, yeah, so this is, this is their, as I said, their house. It is 4.2%. Okay. Um, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> I will say I obviously have a bias. I, I, I know the guys a bit of you and I, I obviously have a lot of respect and love for them for what they've done for the, um, Sydney craft beer scene. Um, but I wanted to review this one today to just to show like it is a really good pale ale. You can get it in cans now, which is really cool. Um, used to be a tap exclusive at the bar. Um, but I've, I picked up a, a four pack and chucked in the fridge and I've already had two of the cans um, and I picked it up today. So like that's how much I enjoy drinking this thing. It's got a nice tropical hop hit. Um, it's not overpowering anyway. There's um, when I first poured it, it did have a nice like creamy white head um, that sat there and added to the aroma. It was, you know, and it's, it's just, it's just a really pleasant Australian pale. Um, yeah. Nice. With a nice bit of hop character, but um, yeah. Um, Dan, I'm having the, the Hanks is the bit of few house pale. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes, I have had that there. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. Uh, um, granted, I will I will put in a non-bias score because um, obviously my bias would be they get um, on a scale of 5, 11. Because, um, <laughs> you know, but no, no, that's, that's, if I was just to pick that up blind and to crack that, that'd be in, that'd be an easy four and a half percent, four and a half out of five. Hmm. Yeah, that is a, that is oh, a nice, very very, very nice. good. Hello, Jasper. Um, he agrees. He loves this beer. Fucking can't stop drinking it. Just voicing yeah. his opinion. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> Backseat driver. Oh, God, can't take him anywhere. Um, yeah, it's really solid. Um, get around it if you can. Yeah, nice. Also, the label, bang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you, Dan, you've gotten a replacement beer. Does that mean you're only going to be able to do three tonight or you've got more than four beers in your fridge? Uh, Reviewable beers. I do, I, do have, I do have a an extra. Okay, cool. I do Wait. have an extra. So I've got the latest release of Corbin D. No, it's just called Corbin. There's no D anymore. What? It's just, it's just called Corbin. And Dan loves the D. Yeah. It's just called. It's just called Corbin. Who doesn't? Uh, what you said, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin Double IPA from Akasha. Uh, it's the eight and a half percent Double IPA. Obviously, I just said that. Hmm. Um, Simcoe Centennial and Mosaic. It's a little thin. It's uh, yeah, right. it's a little thin and and lacking um, lacking any solid think. bitterness to it. I wonder if they changed the recipe because that used to be. That would be a it used to be a punch in your face. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hoppy and there's a lot of like caramelly malt character to it. Sorry, who was the brewery? Akasha. Uh, Akasha. 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 I don't know Akasha why I wrote down Yulis. Thank you. 
Because it was it was the fifth beer of their like original range. So they had the elements and then they had the Corbin. And it was basically one big fifth element joke. <laughs> That's yeah. the only way I could remember yeah. their core range. I was just like, oh yes, We passion. may have even tried the original on the show. Oh, we've I'm- had it several oh, times. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is this is just the most recent release. It was canned on the twenty seventh of Feb. Yeah. Uh, nice. Twenty seventh of Feb? Twenty twenty seventh of Feb, yeah. Mm. Um it's just a little lackluster. It's it's a it's it's got hop character there. It's got some character the the some caramelly malt character for the uh, for the the body of it. It's just uh, it's just it's just lacking. It's just it hasn't. There's I don't know what the bitterness would be on this, but it's it's almost non-existent, which doesn't help. Like it doesn't help mm. that it's not the bitterness isn't there accentuating all that. All that hop character and Simcoe Centennial and Mosaic with a huge mosaic. passion fruit shine, soaring tropical, subtle sweetness and a sublime bitter finish. Clearly not. You know, it's funny. It's it's obviously a reference to Fifth Element, but the um the actual iconography on the can reminds me a hell of a lot of Clockwork Orange. Oh, Just- the original label was like taxi yellow. It was taxi yellow mm. and black. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. That uh, that really misses the mark for me, unfortunately. Um, I'm a big fan of Akasha, but uh, I don't like that one. Hmm, fair enough. It's uh, and we're I think not it hitting just, it tonight, are we? I think it just misses uh, misses a lot of a lot of points for that style, uh, but namely the bitterness. But um, mm. I yeah, but think a Cor- Corbin the Corbin release was used to be like back in the early days. That was on par with like. When Feral brought out the um, uh, Warhog, no, the the the, the Tusk, Tusk, Tusk. Remember Tusk yep. Day? Yeah. Tusk Day used to send people into a fucking frenzy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've I definitely saw a man stab a dude in the throat to get a tusk in front of him. Like, <laughs> whether it was with you, you know, sure you weren't a, just watching the a movie napkin, tusk? a napkin stab, yeah, but you know, still <laughs> the, the the in essence, it was there. Yeah, I remember Tusk Day like. By the end of it, especially if you if you worked in the industry and you were smart enough, you'd take that day off. But yeah, and then you'd you'd do the jump around as well and follow the rep. So I remember <laughs> Damien was the old rep, and I used to follow him around and be like, just get there as he got like he was about to leave. And be like, oh, Damien, I'm here for Tusk Day. And he'd be like, oh, cool. And by the time he got to the next venue, and I'd got there, he'd had a couple more and forgotten he'd seen me. They'd be like, oh, Damien, give you another one. Tusk. <laughs> yeah, <he's been> <laughs> and um, then I wh- don't remember getting home. What would you rate it out of five, Dan? Um, I'm only going to give that a uh, now. This is this is there is a, a qu- battle for good and evil going on in Dan's <laughs> forehead right now. <laughs> uh, all I can see now, you've said that is the you remember Masters of the Universe where it was Skeletor fights He Man at the end, and it's just a real clash of colors. It's the, yeah. It's the, yeah, it's more more colorful than even a Star Wars fight. Uh, I this isn't a quarter point dilemma. This is a what where do, do your actually... allegiances lie? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll rate score. the beer, not the brewery. No, no, no. I'll rate the beer honestly. <laughs> I just don't. I'm stuck... I've written a number in an envelope as okay. my guess as to what you're going to say. Uh, 3.25 is what. What I'm did I put go. down, Tom? One. 
because the envelope <laughs> is the show notes and it's been up there oh. for about five minutes. Oh, has it? Yeah, it's three point two five. Oh, it, yeah. Very funnily, just as I looked at it, the 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 little cursor moved and edited. I don't know, oh, I don't fuck know. off! <laughs> if it if it wasn't uh, if I wasn't I being have, a quarter point asshole, uh, it would have only been a three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. that sucks. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. We've just—it's my fault. I think I jinxed us a couple of episodes ago when I said we only seem to review good beers, and we've just had a bad run. Bad run. I mean, again, I haven't. I'm yeah, doing it's well. there's exceptions to every rule, Tom. We know you, and that's you, me. You jizzed over your beer. We get it. We get it. <laughs> um, we're going to move into some uh, mini reviews. Uh, Dan, mini Dan's reviews. come out with a bunch, which is which is I great have, to see. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, well, this, I mean. I don't yeah. know. Like you just you just write things in, and I go, okay. This <laughs> are they reviews? Are they trailers? <laughs> no. Well, this is where most of it. Actually, War, Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun is uh, is basically just a trailer, but I want to make some comments of it. Um, the menu. I mean, Pete, you said you've seen, seen the menu. No, oh, you haven't seen no. it. You haven't seen it. Tom hasn't seen it. Okay, so I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm going to be pretty. I haven't seen anything. I've been in a video game hole the last week, and it's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so the menu got released uh, quite a while ago. When well, it's quite a while ago, this year sometime, but early this year February? or February, like... February, early Feb. Yeah, something February? like that. Yeah, and it is such a breath of fresh air. Like, it's creative, it's wonderfully acted, it's simple, and it's small. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it, you've, you've got to love a movie that can basically be set in a single room for two hours, but still feel dynamic and interesting the whole time. And that's exactly what this does. It's uh, Anna Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt are you two... It's, it's basically the three main characters are Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Ray Fiennes and Nicholas Holt, but mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy are on a date to a very exclusive uh, restaurant that is on an island. They have to catch a ferry. It starts with them waiting on the ferry to, to go over to the island where the, the restaurant is. Ray Fiennes is the head chef running the, the night. It's exclusive, something like $13,000 a head for the, the dinner kind of thing. Jesus. So it, extremely exclusive. And it's Nicholas Holt's a real foodie. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy it doesn't, doesn't seem to be – she's not, she's not a foodie. She's going along on the date because it's something that he wants to do. Uh, and then it just goes through this whole, whole thing for the night. I will not go into it whatsoever because you don't want to look it up. You don't want to know anything about it going mm-hmm. in. I know, Pete, you read the synopsis. I didn't even do that. No, I didn't read the synopsis. I saw some av- – like the trailer, I think. Oh, see, I we- saw 30 seconds of the trailer and I knew it was something I've I was going to watch. So. I've seen the trailer. I know I know the not the basic premise. I know of the trailer and, like, the I guess the aesthetic more than anything. Mm, yeah. But yeah. Uh, besides that, I'm pretty blind to it as well. Yeah. And it's it's – just beautifully written. It's uh, it's it's got its moments. It's it's fantastically acted by everybody that's involved. From um, John Leguizamos is in it as a, oh, yeah. a a failing or a Hollywood actor well past his prime that mm-hmm. has kind of done a bunch of things wrong and is trying to get his assistant. He's there with his assistant and he's trying to. She wants to leave and go and do something that has a future, and he wants her to stay around because. She's the one that sort of gets him on the straight and narrow, gets him jobs and everything like that. So there's there's a whole bunch of different personalities in it, and it's just it, once again it's it's set it's almost primarily set in a single room, 
in the restaurant for two hours. And once again, it just feels dynamic and different for the whole two hours. You never bored. There's a whole bunch of what the fuck am I watching? What the fuck just happened moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just continues on until. I'm really and, looking forward to and, sitting down and, and watching it. Yeah, until it, it, until like it rolls it at the end. And it is. It's just it's just great. It's a and I don't know who directed it. I don't know who wrote it, but hats off to them and please do more in this uh in this kind of strain. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's cool. No, it's definitely something that's been been on my radar that I've wanted to watch. And when you said you put in the thing on Monday, I was like, oh, if I'd had time last night, I actually probably would have said to Emma, like, let's watch it because I, I know something she probably wants to see too. But um, time, as they say, got away from us. <laughs> Didn't happen, old boy. Won't happen as again. It does. Yep. It does. Next. Next. So I wanted to do a very quick uh, mini review on Avatar The Way of Water. And I have to say I'm – surprised that I didn't absolutely hate it. Wasn't a great film by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't hate it. Um, the core plot line of, you know, the bad guys came back to Pandora was what? 100, 100% predictable. Uh, and there was nothing original really about the, the fight. But most of the movie isn't about the fight. Most of the movie is just a, it's just a feast for the eyes in terms of not just how gorgeous it was graphically, because obviously it is stunning to look at. The, 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 the graphics are state-of-the-art in terms of CGI in a movie. But also the attention to detail in the almost the conservationist aspect to the movie of inventing an entire ecosystem that fits together perfect, with perfect harmony. Mm. You know, the, the, the Navy have always lived off the land, but to see another kind of sub-race, the water people, and how they've evolved slightly differently than the forest Navi that we saw in the first movie. You know, their their um, their forearms have kind of uh, thinned out and grown ridges so that they can move through the water better. Their, um, their fingers are almost formed into permanent fins, the same with the backs of their um, their calves. Their tails are thicker. And so they've they've basically evolved to work better in the water. Mm. Um, they've got necessitating eyelids. I think that's how you say that word. Um, they've got the second eyelid that allows them to see underwater. Um, but then the ecosystem, the whales and the the under don't call on the whales. Do not the, call on the whales. No, James they're not Cameron whales. Will come out of the sky with his thunderbolts Bring and it. ruin you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I read I read an article where someone was like, I called them whales on set and I'd never been more chewed out. <laughs> yeah, but James, <laughs> James Cameron's a wanker. We all know that. Mm. Um so yeah, look, it was the storyline was a bit meh. It was a bit bland, but it, like No, not an avatar storyline. Never. But the but the in the thinking that went into building an entire ecosystem for a planet it clearly shows that somebody smart sat down and figured all this shit out and mm. did it well. Uh, and then the, the CGI is just, it's pushing the boundaries on believability in CGI, particularly given there isn't a single, you know, there's, there's almost no humans in the whole movie. There's even less than there was in the original movie. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, didn't hate it. Kind of surprised at myself that I didn't, but there you go. That's that's been the common denominator in people's reviews that I've heard. <laughs> I expected it to be a, a steaming pile of shit, and it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you think and it needs? Pretty, uh, pretty do, you think it, do you think it needs three more? No, definitely not. Okay, it didn't good. need that one. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> it mm. didn't need a second one, but you know. At what point in the um uh the story does um Kevin Costner appear for water? <laughs> <laughs> he's just on his little raft. <laughs> just you know, jet ski at one point. Yeah, he, he, found, yeah, yeah, he, he found another another woman half his age and he's sleeping with her and he's gonna repopulate the world like he has in the last two movies. Oh yucky. Well, I mean Waterworld and Yeah, I know. I just, and then I know. the postman. It's still, it's- the postman, he just manages to to visit a village and it's like, Oh, you you aren't oh, um, right. was, yeah, you aren't sterile, please fuck my wife. That was just a weird subplot that went on in that movie. Mm. Anyway. On to you, Dan. Uh, oh, Carnival, Carnival Row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you threw me Ooh, threw me yeah, threw I me really for like, a six sorry. on that one. I really liked the first season. We just haven't sat down and started the second. Yeah, well, it's the second. Any, but- it's the second, second and final season. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, this yeah. is this is this is it. So knowing that has been really good. Knowing that they're just knowing there's no more left is no, a good thing. Yes, well, yeah, it's a rounded out story kind of. It's thing. It's a rounded out. Yeah. You know, you know, you're going to get to a, an inevitable end, and mm. whatever, like obviously, that is satisfying world- in this day and age because you never know if you like cliffhanger. Anyway, we cancelled that. Cancelled that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. You, yeah, fair, oh, fair. Obviously, Firefly. the world. <laughs> <laughs> but they fixed it with a movie, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was the, sarcasm, Tom. You know, the world's not going to end. Trauma again. But uh, obviously, the story is of the the two main characters, which is Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne's character. They're going to that that story is going to round out, uh, and hopefully, it'll come to some. Uh, some conclusion about the humans and the uh, the the Fey people being able to live together. So, for those who haven't know nothing of Carnival in Row, Cockney London, in hey? Co- Cockney, Cockney, it's, it, well, it's a it's a fantasy version of London. Mm. There's uh, there's the Burgish and the Pax. So, the basically the English and the Russians are in at war with each other. Uh, when they have a war, they find the land of the Fey. Uh, which is full of the the fairy the fairy people, which are pixies and pucks and goblins mm. and trolls, and they Was really there a minotaur at one point. Did I? Yeah, something like yeah. that. There's definitely there's a troll in season two. Orlando mm. Orlando Bloom goes bare knuckle up against a troll and a couple of goblins. It's, uh, they have a cave cool. troll. They have a cave troll. Yes, <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. Um, is there a chain moment? Does the troll pick up a chain? Oh, I don't know. It's like a missed like opportunity ep- right there. It's episode yeah, one. <laughs> so once you get to season two, it's episode one. Oh, no, we finished season one. We're ready for season two. We just haven't No, no, no. Season two, sorry. Season yeah. two, episode one. Yeah. Uh, he fights the troll. Uh, it's, yeah, the 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 uh, the pixie people and the, or sorry, the fey people are all um, uh, racially vilified, uh, put in their slums, and Carnival Row is the main street in the uh the oh, what is the, what is the main name that they call the people i can't remember but the the fey people it's the main um it's the main street in mm. the uh in their district kind of thing and it's kind uh, of almost reflective of um uh i i remember this from season 1 it felt like it was cuz you have the the i oh, now know i'm thinking i'm thinking of the 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 really rich puck dude is who i'm thinking minotaur yeah. um yeah, yeah he's a puck yeah <clears throat> yeah but it's it's kind of like the Carnival Row is is almost like the Moulin Rouge strip. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's taverns it's the, and brothels, brothels, and yeah. And, yeah. and the, the the makeup's done fantastic. All the yeah, prosthetics, it is, yeah. it, it's like they're all practical 
they're all practical costumes. Obviously, there there is some CGI with the um, the fairies when they when they move their wings properly. Hmm. But you can tell that a lot of the when their wings are just hanging down their back, they're practical. Uh, they're practical costumes. It's part of there. a costume. Yeah. 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 The the pucks look fantastic. They've they've all got different shaped horns. Mm. Um, some of them are really tight, close to their heads, like ram's horns. Some of them are sort of out and around, more like some bull's horns. Uh, the 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 costuming is absolutely amazing. It's fantastic, yeah. and the, you can see the production value in in that series. Yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah. And I mean, if you're going to splash out on Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom to be your two main characters, you you're going to splash some money elsewhere too. Mm. So. <clears throat> let me let me yeah. point out they did not uh, CGI Orlando Bloom's butt that you get to see. <laughs> okay. So look, Emma's was for a long time has been obsessed. Wasn't with a judgmental. Bloom, okay. Then, no, no, no. When that scene happened, you see Orlando Bloom's bare butt going to town on Cara Delevingne. Uh, uh, there was heavy panting, and and that was from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got and, a good butt, and, and he's he's a well aged man too. He's got to be a yeah, little bit older. He looks good. Yeah. He's got to be in his mid forties, and uh, yeah, he's he's a very one of those guys that's definitely aging better. Mm. So it's uh, and it's great. It's just it's it's a good story, and I look forward to always being dropped back into that world for an hour. Um, season two, I think some of it could have been cut. There's there's already like ten episodes or something like that, um, mm, right. but they're and they're hour episodes each. Uh, I think some of the things get repeated kind of episode after episode until sort of episode four or five where they finally come to a head and you go, okay, thank fuck that's happened. We're not going to revisit that again for four more episodes. Um, That was, was, from vague memory, that kind of feels like the the repetition of season one. That kind of feels like how that was. And it's all based around... Orlando Bloom's and Cara Delevingne's relationship because they oh, hate okay. each other Good. for 10 minutes and then they love each other because one saves the other or they've come to understand mm. something about the other one. And that kind of repeats in different ways a few times until yeah. it comes to a head, until until something, I'm obviously not going to say, until something really, mm. really crazy happens. Uh, and and then, you know, now we can move on and move to the tail end of the right, the, right. the final season. Um, it's Lovecraftian in points. There's there's monsters in there that are uh, stitched together flesh monsters. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know those. Yeah, and, they were cool. And it's just there's there's some magic involved, and it's just uh, it's just it's just fun and well well done and well presented. It's um, yeah worth a watch. Yeah, cool. She's a good actress too. I like Cara Delevingne. I think she's really good. I think that, yeah, I think. She was underutilized as Enchantress in the original Suicide Squad. Like, ah. obviously, she was a big part to play, but but she betrayed the character well. Tell like me she- that something was underutilized in the first Suicide Squad. Any of the actors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Just saying. And Valerian, uh, I really enjoyed Valerian in the City of or whatever it's called, City of a Thousand Planets. It was a good science fiction pop out popcorn movie. I wish they'd done another one. It's based on a book, and hardly anyone's seen it, but I enjoyed it. Oh, which who else is in that one? Uh, Pierre Christian, no, Dane they're the writers. Something. Sorry, yeah, Dane DeHaan and Dane Clive DeHaan, Owen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I vaguely remember seeing a trial film, but I never, yeah, I'll check. And that Rihanna, out. <laughs> Rihanna was in it. Anyway, um, cool. I so something that I have watched and would really, really, really love for you guys to to ha- to see and give feedback on, but you can't because it's uh, 
uh, Apple Plus is a TV series called Extrapolations. Mm. And it's super duper interesting. So the premise of the series is each episode uh, moves us further into the future and extrapolates based on what's going on with global warming and and all the other issues of society where Mm. we will be at various points. The cast is mind-blowing in terms of the number of A-listers they've got to sign on for episodes. So you've got um, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Tobey Maguire, Gemma Chan, Meryl Streep, uh, 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 Kit Harrington, mm-hmm. um, David Schwimmer, Edward Norton, Diana Lane. Like it's even the uh, supporting cast are a list supporting cast, if that makes sense. Like you would have seen almost everybody in it. Yeah. Um, so we start in the year 2037, talks about rising sea levels and, you know, the, the rarity you can see capitalism has kind of really destroyed the fabric of society, but it's mm. kind of advanced. Uh, then we jump to 2046. Uh, Meryl Streep actually voices uh, the looks last- just as good. Give her a credit. <laughs> the, what? Say that again? I said she probably looks just as good. Got to give her a credit. Yeah. Um, she's hardly in it, actually. She's mainly voicing the last- watching it now. The last of Earth's humpback whales. And so we've developed- In 2046, we've developed the technology- <laughs> So in 2046, Need to know more intensifies. <laughs> we've harnessed the ability to have conversations with various animals, and the reason that, that a plot line in Finding Nemo. <laughs> the reason they're doing it is they have genetic stock stored mm-hmm. away so that they can re, you know, recreate the humpback race in the future. But they need the non-instinctual stuff that parents pass down to children animals, and they do that by the whales are singing and a computer mm. is translating into English and vice versa. So somebody's actually interrogating this final humpback whale to learn how they teach their young, their calves, right, where right, they right, go right, to, yeah. for food, that sort of stuff. They've already done that with um, African elephants and, and Asian elephants that are extinct, orangutans, rhinoceroses, all the animals that you can imagine are probably going extinct in the next 20 years. Mm. Then you jump to another another 2047, so a year later with David Schwimmer, sea levels rising, uh, most of Florida is underwater, like all of the keys are gone uh, and just how society is dealing with Not the displacement. Yeah. <laughs> but just how society is dealing with hundreds of millions of displaced people every year mm. as sea levels continue to rise. And then we jump to 2060 where you've got Edward Norton um, and India. There's a, a second subline in the same year um, mm. uh, where oxygen is now uh, that bad, like that rare because of pollution um, in Mumbai, society cannot go out during daylight hours. So life has switched. Um, there's almost it's basically a curfew because as soon as the sun rises, the wet bulb temperature hits 35 and people die from stroke from sunlight because there's no ozone layer. You know, global. Right, right, yeah. It, it hasn't yeah. rained for like five years in India, hmm. um, and so basically, society is from sunset. You wake up in the morning and you go through to sunrise when you go to sleep. Uh, oxygen is almost impossible to come by. They actually trade in oxygen now. Um, so you go to a bar and you buy like two puffs of, of normal air because otherwise, the, you know, the smog's starting to fuck up people's lungs. Everyone's got asthma. Mm. And and so it, it, and that's as far as we've gotten because it's it's a week-by-week week release. So we're in right. 2059. And it's just – it's basically extrapolating. How many, how many episodes – have they said how many episodes it is? Yeah. So in the first season, there's eight. I don't know if it's been renewed. Mm-hmm. We do know that next episode, which is 7th of April, in a couple of days is – Set in 2066, 
where artificial intelligence has basically replaced the need to date. Um, so companionism is now a robot. Uh, I, that's all I know. Right. But it's super interesting and it's so eerily easy to see yeah, that it's yeah, a yeah, possible future. Yeah. Well, we're fucked. Um, anyway. We are good. absolutely yeah. fucked. There's no question about it. Uh, over to you, Dan, to talk about what happens in 40,000 years from now. <laughs> well, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a mini review because the game's actually not out yet. So this is a right. review of the trailer. So it really should be in Trailer Trash, but I don't think we're doing Trailer Trash tonight, are we? we no, are. we are. We just don't oh. have many. Oh, so right, we can move it. Video game. Wait, oh, okay, let, let's drop it down there. Okay. All right. Well, well, um, well, that's good, actually. It might help us reclaim time and, and get ahead of it for a change. So uh, the last one was another one that is on Disney+. Plus. I didn't. We all talked about Tetris, the movie. Is it on Disney+. Plus? Yeah. Oh. It's, sorry, no, not, sorry not Disney+. Plus, Apple+. Apple Plus. My bad. Oh, I got you all excited you, for nothing. Jobs, I'm sorry. Fuck. I apologize. Well, Steve Jobs doesn't care, man. He's been... Hasn't been around for a while. Um, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with that. <laughs> Steve Jobs uh, doesn't care. <laughs> Tetris was brilliant. Was absolutely fucking brilliant. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Considering it's based on a true story, it's it's quite quite incredible. And I, some I'd love to know. Sign me oh, up. He's he's fucking brilliant. He's, I, he's talk about an emerging star, right? Because yeah. he hasn't been in a lot of stuff, and he's quite young, but he's pure gold. Um, he's still not going to be a Wolverine of my dead body. <laughs> um, the the show was great. It was like a spy movie wrapped in a video game story with some yeah, yeah. fun. The trailer thrown was in. super cool. Yeah, the trailer looked great. Yeah. Um, and I, I I haven't done any research as to how much was creative license versus true story, but mm-hmm. it's easy to to believe that it's probably it could all all be real, and yet it could all be bullshit. Um, yeah, right. It's one of those stories that's so far fetched that you're like, yeah, probably happened. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah. The, the idea yeah, that a dodgy things have happened that yeah. are actually true. Yeah. The idea that a dodgy American um, went to Russia and bought the rights, but then didn't buy the rights and just sold rights that he didn't even own to this game, and then it's really interesting to understand that the a, a guy sat down and wrote this software, but because they're in a socialist economy or a socialist country, mm. the the government bureau that he worked for owned all of the profits from this code that this guy wrote in his own time. Yeah. It's just yeah. it, it's just you kind of have to wrap your head around the fact that it's a socialist society and it's very different to mm. capitalism. Um, yeah, no, really. And then Miramax and just – is it Miramax? Mirror something. I think it might be Miramax um, and just how corrupt they are as well. It's just hilarious. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, fucking watch it. It's great. If you can, if I don't you know can. how. I, I, if you well, can, yep, yep. Yeah. No, it was very. Uh, the trailer is one of those ones that, that grabbed me. Um, obviously, yep. Star the cast are great as well, so definitely keen for that. But um, yeah, uh, I'll wait for it to come out on a other streaming service. That yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure you can find a creative way to watch it, Dan. Um, mm. And it was Mirrorsoft. Was the actual Mirrors. company? That, yeah, I was going to say Miramax is the uh, film one, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mirror Soft is a, an organization that's portrayed in the movie and was a real company. Anyway, um, there you go. brilliant. And to see to see a prototype Game Boy in a lab, yeah. plugged in yeah, with yeah, a, like yeah. a rainbow scuzzy cool. cable yeah. was just brilliant. Mm. Just the awe that everyone had around this device. It was fucking super top secret. <laughs> and, you know, and, they, and, and and Taryn's characters walking around talking about, well, can I buy the, the handheld rights? And everyone's like, 
what the fuck's a handheld? And it all, he almost let the cat out of the bag that the Game Boy existed, or at least a device like a Game Boy existed, because he's asking to buy rights for a category that no one had yeah, a device yeah, for right. yet. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, no, super interesting and, and lots of fun. Cool. Yeah, so I think we're up to a break. Are we ready to take a break? Break time. Half time. Hey. And we're back. Uh, let's start with our third beers. Is anyone ready to review a beer? Well, I'm going through shell shock, so I'll do it here. Um uh I am drinking one of my favorites. I'm drinking a bracket beer. You probably mm. may be able to tell. Fuck you. Um, there we go. That works. Insert name. Insert name. It is a double dry hopped pale, 5.6%. The hops they have featured this time. Uh, Motoweka and Idaho 7. Uh, we see it up here. Uh, can I get a starting bid at $13? Thank you very much, sir in the blue. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how much I paid for this beer. Uh, yep, it's another one of their kind of... Just the boys having fun, picking hops. I, I, I honestly think the way they do these beers now is they have a dartboard with just hops on it and they just go, <laughs> thunk, yeah. and they just go, yep, you know what? Fuck it. Let's make a good beer with those. And they've done it again. Like, it's a, it's a cracking hazy pale. And it's, it's not too boozy. Jesus. It's, it probably very, looks worse in my fucking life. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't good. do anything better. Uh, yeah, uh, the head dissipated a bit quickly um, for their beers. They usually it hangs around a little bit longer. It is kind Clean of- Clean glass? Uh, as clean as uh, no, don't say it, Tom. Um, clean as you, Pete. There we go. That's that was a good so cover. Dirty, good cover. Yeah. Good cover. Um, yes, you very could have dirty. picked anyone. Anyone would have been cleaner than I am. Yep, and that's why I stopped myself. Um, because <laughs> yep, I I could have made a faux pas, as as they say. Um, look, it's 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 good. The the it has it doesn't have that really like we've talked about it quite a bit. On the last few, actually, a lot this season, I think um, it's come up quite a bit. Is that like that um, earthy vegetal, diesely almost uh, note we talk about with those uh, New Zealand hops? It's mm. it's actually got more of like a citrusy kind of. It's not quite a burn. It's more like a warming. It's, yeah, okay. it's, yeah. So um, you know, it's not quite that that hop burn where you're like, oh god, I've just swallowed a mouthful of hops. Um, it was. Just says, keep me cold. And look, honestly, same, <laughs> same. I feel you. I feel you, Ken. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give that. Yeah, it's, a, it's another solid beer. So uh, 4.25. Well done. Too, yeah, nice. That is that is nice. tasty. And I think it's one of the, the newer ones. I can't see, unfortunately, a date on Decan. Yeah. Good. Get around them. Fuck, they're good. Isn't that? <laughs> ben? Yes, uh, so uh, I I can't even say I went into this beer with low expectations because I went in with no expectations because I've never had sea urchin in a beer before. Uh, You're having a Sailor's Grave beer. I am having a Sailor's Grave beer. <laughs> <laughs> when it's got a weird sea creature in it, it's <laughs> got to be Sailor's Grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's uni. Uh, yeah, it makes uh, sense. Sea urchin and lemon myrtle goza. Uh, okay, I don't know what sea urchins are meant to taste like in a beer. 
um, spiking. Or in, in, in any other? I mean, have you had sea <laughs> no, urchin? I've, no, I've never eaten a sea urchin. Um, can you? They eat look a terrible. Sea urchin? Yes, you can. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they definitely. cut them in half. They cut the spiky bits, and there's this orange foamy on the inside, stuff yeah. on the inside. It looks right. feral to someone like me who doesn't eat seafood because it grosses me out. It's but got yes, these, it's called uni. It's got this weird- Oh, right. I was wondering why you got that reference straight away. I did not. <laughs> it's got this weird, like, orangey, herbally funk to it, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know is if it's the sea urchin or the lemon myrtle. The lemon myrtle definitely comes through on the palate. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I- I'm, I can only assume the rest of the weird characteristic is from the sea urchin. I'm just guessing here. Uh, but it's it's pleasantly different. It's uh it's lightly tart. It's um it's quite refreshing. It's got that it's got a little bit of uh this isn't this isn't gonna sound good, but it's so background that it doesn't really matter. It's got a little bit of that seafoody kind of aroma to it, like walk into the fish markets and all you can smell is seafood. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's so subtle there with a whole bunch of different sort of citrusy and that kind of weird funk aroma to it. That's definitely not walking into the seafood markets then because that hits you like a ton of bricks. Mm. Yeah. No, but a much, much more subtle, like an extremely subtle version of that. It's quite... um uh, what's it? What's the term when it activates your saliva glands? Uh, endomami? Is that what you you mean? Like the meaty? Know. Not endomami. That's a bean type. Um, Are you thinking of edamame? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there no end in that word? No. <laughs> edamame. Um, no. There's a. What's, there's, the, what's there's, the dinosaur that eats uh, Dennis Leary in Jurassic Park? I'm sure that's that. It's the. <laughs> it's the. Oh, that's it's, a. It's very good Dennis Leary. Uh, anyway, anyway, yep. I think it's the the Newman. Car- That's who I was thinking of. Newman, Isn't yeah, name yeah, Dennis yeah. in the film though. And yeah. and it was it was uh, Newman. It was Dennis. No, d- mm, Newman yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah, um, yeah. everybody refers to him as Newman. Yeah. And I the word I was looking for was umami, which is the mm. the yeah. meats. Yeah, yeah, meaty, I salty. What, I know what umami fleshy, is, but there's yeah, a yeah. there's is a that term. What you meant? No, there's a term when you taste something or put something in your mouth that was. Very that poor choice of words that makes you salivate, um, and I don't. <laughs> that is the correct. That is the correct face to pull at me saying that, Tom. I regret using those uh, those words those in that grouping. Um, uh, it's like unusual, it's like but a, a nice very toffee. Yeah. And it was Nedry, by the way, that got eaten by the dino. The his name was still Dennis, right? De- Den- I don't Dennis know what Nedry? his first. Yeah, it's that Dennis sounds Nedry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I have no time for your nonsense. If you could clean up your workstation, I'm not. Nedry here. Quoting. We've got Nedry here. See, no one cares. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. Rabbit hole. That wasn't what he said, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Thompson. Thompson. We've got yes. Thompson. See, nobody cares. Um. Wow, we've gone right off topic. Sailor's grave. Right off topic, Light. Adam. My completely, my train of thought is completely gone. Your but fleshy, anyway. fleshy mouthfeel is what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird to describe. It's enjoyable. I'm not sure I could drink more than one in a sitting, but okay. I would definitely go back to it again to start a session. Are you are you also a kind of person who uh, 
and I, I am one of these people. I, I, I don't really like seafood, but I really enjoy an oyster stout for some reason. Like, are you a fan of like oyster stouts or like yeah. when like that people like add those seafoody characters to to beers? Is that yeah, yeah? I like those sort of things because I think they're creative when they're well done. But um, mm. I love seafood. I'll I'll eat any sort of seafood. I, I really enjoy it. So well, it, um, it doesn't put me off. It's just it's just a weird. It's a good. Combined. Can I just like all that Lovecraftian stuff you used to like, <laughs> squid? Can, can I describe what uni should taste like? That seafood should taste like, and see how well it describes what you're oh, sure. struggling yeah, 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 to describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. First of all, I'm going to gross you out. So uni is actually the sex organ of a sea urchin. That's sure. what you're eating. The, the organ that produces roe, <laughs> uh, and that's why it's an aphrodisiac, or considered an aphrodisiac, like um, like uh, oysters. Uh, aroma of fresh, fresh, salty ocean water. Uh, accents uni's rich, thick, creamy texture and sweet, buttery flavor. Um, it's soft and melts in your mouth. Has a very distinct flavor and texture that is considered an acquired taste. Like most seafood and shellfish, uni should not taste fishy, but should taste like the sea. It has a prominent um, umami flavor accented by a salty taste. Yeah, I, I think that um, that obviously that umami side of it. It's mm. it's and I think I think that's probably the hardest thing I can't describe is umami really doesn't have a distinguished. Mm. It is the description. It, yeah, it, it, it is. It's just it's not as as familiar to us because we grew up with the whole concept of salty, sweet, mm. um, savory. Like umami wasn't a flavor profile that we ever talked about growing up, but it's always been there. Mm. Yeah, but um, I think the Japanese talk about umami as not necessarily a defined flavor, as more as an experience. No, it's it's no no no. So it's sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami. I know that, Peter. <laughs> I know what that says. What a sweet taste like, Dan. It's, and, it's then, not and a- then it's um, fire, earth, wind, water, and heart. <laughs> love. Yes. Yeah. And then you love. Captain Planet. It's heart. Yeah. Heart. It's fucking yeah. the fifth element. is love. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Next. Anyway. Peter. What are you drinking? It looks red. It's not. It's amber. Uh, I'm drinking. Oh, now you're splitting my pubic hairs. Come on. Get down to it. I'm I'm drinking White Bay Brewing's Optimum Engagement, which is an amber lager, which I'm finding super interesting. Oh, I got a can of that today. Hmm. Keen. The reason I'm finding it interesting is because I kind of misread it as an amber ale, hmm. and as soon as I tasted, I went that that that's, that's a lager. <laughs> like it's got a it's got a, a very distinct lager. Sorry, Dan, Dan. What what did you rate it out of five, mate? I might have missed that. Oh, I didn't rate it. Um, come back to me. You finish your review, okay. and then I'll Seven have a think about it. Seven tentacles out of eight. <laughs> uh, looking into the moor of doom. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, this is very much a lager, and it's it's. I mean, it's obviously multi. Look at the color mm-hmm. of it. That's a brilliant color that for an nice. That is nice. Oh, like hold it up yeah. again. No, a little bit down. And to yep, no other way. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're looking through it now. Nice, <laughs> you twat. Everyone else is waiting for us to fuck around. Most of our listeners are just <laughs> listeners, by the way. Yes, cop that. Subscribe to our YouTube. <laughs> um, it's a nice bitter lager. Like you can taste the lager yeast all mm. the way through. Um, really interesting description on Untapped actually. Uh, this amber lager started its life back in way back in January. Cool mm-hmm. story, bro. After a painstaking and lengthy four-step mash, we thoughtfully hopped in the kettle and whirlpool with German-grown magnum and Hallertau Mittelfu hops. 
It's been cold fermented, naturally carbonated, and has spent months in the tank prior to packaging to deliver optimum drinkability. Oh, man, you got to you got to mm. take any any you got to take time for anyone who puts something for months in the tank. That is commitment. and goes through all that bullshit to uh, to, to make it. Yeah, <laughs> it is an excellent fucking amber beer, though. Um, it is. Yeah, I don't know if I said it's a five percent uh, beer, and I am impressed. I'm very impressed. I would say this is not quite a lawnmower beer in that it's not it's not subtle about what it is, but it is a lawnmower beer in the sense that it would be spectacular on a hot summer's day. Uh, which tonight is not. Uh, also, the can label. Uh, sorry, the label is probably can't see that, but it's. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's and terrible. They've got a line, a line there to distinguish <laughs> yeah. it. And it's, mm. For a second there, I, I thought I, I for some reason thought you were talking just about the can art, and I was like, that's a strong view on that can art, Pete. But yeah, no, no okay, the fair. can art's not bad. Optimum engagement. It looks like a crash test dummy high fiving some weird. Lady, I say weird because she's got a ripple effect through the artwork. Ah, oh, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to give that a four and a half. That's actually for what it is. Like an, as an amber lager, it's a brilliant amber lager. So nice. I'm very impressed. And uh, just a fuck you about the Japanese <laughs> description of umami. Yeah, it's a sense of deliciousness. Oh fuck off! It's that's a wanky way to put it. That's What's a, what umami as to a sense of sweetness. Una, umami <laughs> means essence of deliciousness in Japanese. Sure, that's the translation, but it's also a, a, a anyway. But it had I'm not to start with you. somewhere. I'm not with you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I gave it a four and a half. What did you give yours, Dan? Um, I might give this <laughs> a, <laughs> a three seven five. Okay. And it was, it was just uni, yeah, uni, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Three point seven five on the Richter scale. Cool. Um, sweet. Shall we move on to some trailer trash? I can do a whole episode like this. Please I'm don't, because be that's as fuck, right? um, yep. that's painful to listen to. <laughs> And derogatory. Mm. <laughs> it's not derogatory. Just, How was it derogatory? Move on. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Simulant movie trailers. Uh, yeah. I, Have you guys seen this trailer? I mm-hmm. did watch this trailer. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's just starring Robbie Amell and uh, yeah, you've got Sam you, Worthington. You and love Shang, a Robbie Shang, Amell, Amell show. You, Shang-Chi has been busy too. He's both in Barbie and in this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say the B word. We said we weren't going to say <laughs> it. We know that Pete's upset. <laughs> well, just not upset. Just my brain just went. <laughs> anyway, um, Robbie Amell's at risk. I do like his his work, but he's also at risk of typecasting himself because he only seems to be in like near future science fiction movies, and Where it's he not plays actually some sort of robot character. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite true. I went and looked at his his history, and he's not actually been in that many. But it's the the, the roles that he plays in those movies, like Code Eight, mm-hmm. stand out. So he wasn't a robot in Code Eight. He was a mutant with superhero powers. And does he always in- play that straight faced stoic character? Because yes. that's what he seemed to do for most yes. of the, that trailer. Yeah, yeah. And, look, uh, I, 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 I look. I, I love a fan fan fiction version of Blade Runner, and I'll, I might watch it. <laughs> it kind of, kind of is. Um, mm. 
it, yeah, it reminded me of a few other things like Westworld, very Westworldy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Upload, which was actually quite a good TV series, very tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, near future, when you die, you upload yourself to the cloud. Um, and it kind of felt a little bit like that as well. But, you know, it looks a bit of fun. It depends on how seriously it takes itself as to whether or not it's going to work out. But, yeah, check it out. Simulants. When's it out? Did you put it down? You, you did April all the research. 7th. I did. You're a legend. So it's out uh, Robbie days. Amell, Jordana Brewster, Simi Louie, and Sammy Worthington. It is directed by April Moon. There, I, I actually, there's, uh, I was when I was doing this, I was struggling to find some actual release dates or what it was going to be on. Um, hmm. So Simulant was, uh, it's part of Film Canada, so it's getting a US and Canadian release, but I don't know if it's getting a cinematic release here. And it, they hadn't stated which streaming service would be on yet because I tried to include that because I thought that was good for, mm. for our punters. Yeah, what, do look what, after you, you little you you little earlobe people that listen to my voice. Yes, listen to it. Yes, <laughs> yes, get right in there. <laughs> uh, what what we do learn from the trailer is that uh, Robbie Amell's character dies and is then his personality is implanted into an AI. I think that's the Sam Worthington gets a really shit mullet. That's also what I learned from the Sam uh, Worthington's a bit of a hit and miss. He's a he's an a, he's obviously an A grade actor, but he's been in some fucking B grade movies. Hmm. So I just the gun was I think really that's a cool. Guy. I liked the gun, the 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 that you know midair froze the the droids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Hmm. Look, it's it, I think if we don't take it seriously as a show and it doesn't take itself too seriously, it could could have potential. I mean, it almost looks fucking. Um, oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's an hour and a half long. That much I can tell you from looking it up. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Uh, it yeah. Um, looks like a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, I put it down almost the looks one. indie to me. Sorry, it did. And the film Canada thing. That's I think that's where I was like it was. It's not a big Hollywood blockbuster. And, mm. and the yeah, I. Um, but it, it and the actors they use like I would. They're not like not blockbuster like mm. actors, mm. but they tend to do some of that smaller scale stuff. Like yeah, mm. um, yeah. The next one, which is uh, hypnotic, uh, that's due out on May twelfth. Which stars Ben Affleck in it, um, and then William Fickner, who you might not recognise the name, but you look him up, you'll definitely recognise his yeah, face. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and Alice Braga, she's been in a few things of, of recent that we would have seen as well. Um, Who's in Predators? Yeah, that was that was the one. I, yeah, um, it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, so uh, we've obviously seen a bunch of stuff we like, and it's it's. Ben Affleck playing a, playing a detective, and it's it's kind of like a it's a it's a trippy bank heist kind of feel with free, I don't know yeah it's I, I it think it's okay. gonna be interesting to watch. I didn't get like it didn't blow my mind as something I need to rush out and see. To me, it looks like they took the character Killjoy from the first season of um, uh, Jessica fucking Jessica Jones and mm, built yeah, a movie yeah. around that concept. You know the guy bends your mind and makes you do what he wants you to do by hypnotizing you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely grabbed me more than that Simulant did because, you know, yeah, it seemed sure. a bit more original. But, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. It was, it, but it still didn't, I'm not going to rush out and see it. Mm. I just thought it was like, it almost, and one of the things I saw it's was different. That, that Ben Affleck's been gone girl again because he's searching for his daughter in this. And that's <laughs> like, oh, that's, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's your up May twelfth. Again, couldn't really find information about that. It is a movie more than anything, but where it was, if it was getting released internationally, 
um, what streaming service would be on. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's probably one of those ones that'll be like you know, quiet rainy night. We want to watch. Yeah, I might watch Ben Affleck um, get his mind fucked. That sounds it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some... Ben Affleck in the 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 cop role. I think I think he's kind of made for that. He yeah. hasn't really done any. No. But he's at that right age and he's got that yeah. grizzled. He's starting to get that grizzled but still buff look. Yeah, because yeah, every, every, every Boston cop film was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now but it's he's Ben at- Affleck's turn to take over because Ben Affleck started doing more of the crime stuff in Boston. Now he's like turning, yeah. the, uh, turning the leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. also he's old enough now and he's grizzled enough that he could play the alcoholic cop made good as mm. well. Um, yeah, anyway. make him Max Payne. <laughs> yeah. Might be a little Actually, close to home, but I'm sure he'll uh, <laughs> he might get through it. <laughs> um, look, it's a Robert Rodriguez film. He's a good director, so you know yeah. it's got potential. It's it rated. Just it does. We'll see what happens when it uh, if it releases here or where it releases. To your eye holes and your ear holes. Stay tuned. To oh, this, I'm still. Uh, I don't know. I'm still questionable on Robert Rodriguez being a good director, but uh, yes, go on to the next trailer. That's for me. Controversy. Prince song, everyone. Um, <laughs> Citadel. Now, this looks fun. This looks fun. Yeah. Um, April Russo 28th. Yep. Yeah, Russo Brothers are directing. It's got Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and Eternals. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jones, who looked familiar, but couldn't. I, I, but isn't. <laughs> but I couldn't place her and see if I'd seen her in anything or not. Um, but it's, she's probably been in a bunch of stuff that Emma's seen that I've like walked past or like half watched. Got the tooch in it. Does have the tooch. Yes. He he still is on trial, in my opinion. Um I watched what? him. I watched him shake an agroni in lockdown and I'll never forgive him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cardinal uh, sin. That's a cardinal uh, sin. Yeah. That's that's uh, a very that's a very, very, very deep cut for people who don't drink. <laughs> but I guess if you don't drink, you're well, not if you don't this podcast. Drink, then yeah, probably you're a fool. Um, uh, no, there's no. a few the, the few people that don't drink that listen to the podcast. Ben listens. Oh fuck me, that um, that uh, ooh, I didn't get that enough oxygen when I laughed. Then. <laughs> no, I don't. We're getting to that age, folks. Uh, um, yep. If he stands up too quickly, he may fall over. Yeah. Look, ooh. the the Russo brothers are loving their their, their spy spy category at the moment. Post. Well, uh, Post, post of Avengers, yeah. Typical Rus- Russo brothers spy action, but yeah, but they did Winter Soldier, didn't they? Which was a yeah. fucking marvel. One of the best spy espionage movies. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. fantastic. Um, blended with Last Kiss Goodnight. I don't know if you guys remember that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. brilliant movie, but yep. you know, spy loses their memory, and that's exactly what I got out of that that trailer. I'm looking forward to this one. Over the three, I instantly thought Born Identity more than Last Kiss Goodnight in terms of that thing. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely had to, even had that sort of Born Identity feel. The, the look, to catching the, the knife, the film. Well, the the filming and that semi futuristic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely got that vibe it. from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got that vibe from it. Yeah. So it's a it's a seven episode series coming to Amazon Prime um, late April. I mean, I yeah. Look, I'll be very busy when it comes out playing Jedi Survivor, but that's, you know, that's my <laughs> problem, not anyone else's. I didn't um, realize it was TV. Actually, I thought it was a movie. Yeah, that, that's so. That's why I put that in. Yeah, so that's um, yeah. That's, I didn't read the notes either. 
Good job, Pete. <coughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a, a seven episode series. So um, look, I mean, if if it's anything like uh, Richard Madden was in The Bodyguard, it, like mm. he was excellent in that. So um, uh, I'm excited for him to get some more some more roles. I, I quite like him as an actor, but um, yeah, very distinctive facial features that guy has. Oh man, you could, of- you could cut fucking. Glass with those no, cheekbones. No, diamonds on those cheekbones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of Kit Harrington a little bit, but that's probably because of the Game of Thrones thing for me. Is, well, yeah. was his yeah. brother in Game of Thrones, yeah. Yes. Um, but they've got a similar kind of look to them as well. Yes. Ish. Cool. Um, and then, Dan, we're resurrecting a point from earlier. Okay, so we're going to Warhammer 40K Bolt Gun. Did you, have you guys punched this in and watched? No. Go, go, go punch it in and watch the trailer on. Just turn the sound off. You don't need the sound. It's a fucking Doom 2016 kind of feel Sign to it, but done in the original Doom pixel art. It oh, looks, fuck. It looks, Sign me the fuck up. I know. It looks fantastic. <laughs> and I am 100%. So this is Warhammer 40K Bolt Gun. You're a. Space Marine, Pete, you're going to explain this better for me. There's, there's a apparently big there's a man, whole tiny bunch, head. There's a big, bu- there's a whole bunch of lore that go is going with the game and the story. So they're 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 going to tell a story with it as well. But mm-hmm. it's just it's fast paced Twitch pixel. They're called boomer shooters now because they came out back in the day. Not they in our we're boomers now. Well, we're not, but I don't know. They're they're, they're old, so everybody younger than us classes everything no, old think, as, a, actually, as a boomer. I would actually call them <laughs> boomer shooters because their guns make things go boom as opposed to like well, just quick guns scoping. Have explosive yeah. bullets. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, if you think about Doom and you think of the way the style, the way the, the guns are built compared to like a, a Call of Duty game, and so like they're, they're all about how quickly can you fire your assault rifle. Where that's like. I shoot a giant green ball of laser energy that makes everyone on the screen explode, and I am a god. You're um, a 12-year-old child. Suck yeah. it. This, yeah, this so looks it, fantastic. Yeah, and the animations on the guns, and it's it's even down to the uh, the animations on, the, they're all sprites, two, mm. two, 2D sprites. So no matter what direction you are around the dead bodies or the the the, the enemies <laughs> you're up against, they all still space the same way as exactly as they did in the original Doom. I love um, that the trailer has a floppy disk. He pulls oh, a I floppy disk it. out. I yeah, I, well, I'm probably watching a different trailer to you. So oh, I watched okay. the official reveal trailer and it's oh, okay. over half of the trailer is him pulling the miniatures out of an old cardboard box and he finds a floppy disk. And then no, the I, did, clips of the I game. didn't see that one. Yeah, I just saw the the gameplay trailer. Um, mm, I, I just, I, I just yeah. think it looks super fun. It looks yep. fun. Yeah, I, 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 I just think, it, and yeah, it's not lazy, but it feels lazy in this day and age to be making a game that looks that good in pixel art, and it just feels like they're not like just puts like I don't like pixel art. I don't, th- I don't think pixel art is okay. the greatest things ever. I know people revere pixel art and i i think they're people that probably need to see a psychiatrist and really no, question their life it's nostalgic man I yeah mean, we, no I, I this isn't even this, yeah this is 16 bit it's designed to look 16 bit it is 16 bit yeah i yeah i mean it, that it, that you know what you, turn, that turns me off it it's I, funny because yeah if it, it had an option where it was like updated graphics like I would, I would get into that, but I think, I think it's it's a lazy step back just for pure nostalgia. I've I've never been around it. Yeah, 
I don't I like it when they put think... when they put pixelated like versions of games into a game where you can like do it as a graphics mode. I, I yeah, I'm not about it. I think the small age gap between you and us is probably very prominently displayed here mm. because we played the original Doom and Wolfenstein in played, 16 bit. Yeah, no, not, I played those two, thank you. But very you had much. choice. Don't, yeah. No, 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 let no, me finish. I, I didn't. When, not on my computer. Yeah. But when those games came out, there were 32 bit games. Yeah. When you played those games, there were also 32 bit <clears throat> games yes. out. When we played Doom, it was the only game, you know, it was the only way to play a game. You didn't have any choice. There were no 32-bit games at that stage. It was yeah. This was amazing graphics for our day. When yeah, but we, we saw the out. evolution from, we lived the evolution from, was from actually Wolfenstein, yeah. Wolfenstein 3D on the, 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 the horizontal plane only. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I know Doom didn't shoot up. It was a bit like, it was like uh, the last So my first computer was, was, was the first color Mac and it had the original Wolfenstein built into it and oh, yeah I've, I've played that so I have it. I have played the evolution as well yeah fucking yeah. ages pricks um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm we're not, better saying than you like, it's not I, truly ages no no but this just... is the thing even with like um, like I'm talking also about like when you redo a game like I don't I want to see an updated version of it I don't I don't need that step back like I love Ocarina of Time. If you brought out a version of Ocarina of Time today that had the same graphics as the N64, I would be disappointed. I want oh, to see yeah. that I would evolved. Too. Yeah. yeah. Like there's this, this guy this, doing this, this on this YouTube is... where he's, he's doing it in Unreal 5 and it looks beautiful. I don't agree with everything he's doing in his art style, but it's like it's just his little take on it. And that's great. But if you were to release that again today, I'd be like, it's it just feels like it's the same thing with the um nah, oh the Star Wars ports I, that we all played. I've got to disagree, man. Even the FMV here reminds me of the FMV from June Two, the original video game, because hmm. it's it's pixelated FMV. Oh yeah, you guys can love it as well. But uh, yeah, this this actually I was when you first said it's it's Doom esque, I was like oh that's cool, and like I have no real connection to like the Warhammer universe, but. From knowing Pete, I'm like, it sounds cool. Like, I definitely mm. get into it. And I'm like, looking at it now, I'm just like, <sighs> this won't be the game that you get into it. No, from, no, it's just, it's, feel, it's just, yeah, I just, fair I'm, enough. I can yeah. understand the nostalgia aspect to it. And that I'm not saying it's not, it's not a style of art that's probably not technical in terms of like doing it. So, like, lazy is probably the bad word. Mm. I just think it's like that game could, you know, it could shine when it feels from my perspective of like someone who like, obviously talking to Pete about how much he loves Warhammer 40K, haven't really seen anything in that. And if like if I was going to try and step into that, I feel like it's maybe a misstep to get people into that kind of thing. But yeah, that's just my take on it. So, yeah. Fair enough. I'm, it's all right. You can be wrong. It's on me. You can be wrong from now and then, Tom. It's, it's oh, fine. Oh, no, it's every yeah. once in a while. You're, yeah, you're yeah, fallible. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm not, but it's, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, sign me the fuck up. I'm yeah. definitely playing this game. Yeah, me too. I'm 100% in. I think it looks fun as hell. Yeah. yeah. It's coming out on everything too. Yeah. Um, PC, Xbox, Switch, all the PlayStations. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I think we should probably – I'm not ready to review my fourth beer. I'm still halfway through this one. Yeah, I'm still halfway uh, through mine too. Do we want to kick off the spotlight? And hey. then take a break in halfway through the spotlight to talk about a fourth beer? Sure. Yes. We can do that. So I guess I'm introducing this. Seems that – Came out of came out Your of my brain. brain. So this all spawned from. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, directors that would take franchises in new directions, and this all came from uh, my actual my now 
eventual read of the Frank Herbert Dune series. I just read uh, God Emperor of Dune, which is mm. the first the first one that isn't a Paul Atreides focused story. So it's 3500 3, years past the uh, the Paul era um, mm. with his with his son uh, Duke Leto, uh, well Leto II. He's the he's the God Emperor. Um, and it is Paul's son, and there's things that happen within the story to uh, to make Leto able to survive 3,500 years past um, past the his expiration date. Yeah, the 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 time of Moadip, the the Paul story, and it got me thinking the weirdness that occurs in the book, and the I mean, we've talked about the God Emperor, how he's man and sandworm combined, kind of thing. And he looks weird and everything like that. And it mm. got me thinking about, did I want to see this in Denny Villeneuve's style? Because uh, there's a few weird, funky things that happen in the book. Um, or did I want to see it in another director's style? So Denny Villeneuve's obviously separating June, the singular book, into two movies. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and who knows whether he's going to get to Messiah, uh, June Messiah and Children of Dune. Mm. And he might, we, by that stage, we might be at five movies and everybody might be completely burnt out on it. But I think if he told that Paul story, that would be enough to see it in his style. And a 3,500-year jump in the future would be a good opportunity to see another to director. The style. Yeah, yeah, to reset the style, change mm. it up. So they're part of the same world, but very, very visually different um, yeah. because you've got somebody else behind the wall. In, in control of the wheel. And the first person that directly came to my head when the book was describing Leto's body and the grossness was Neil Blomkamp. Um, I love Neil Blomkamp's movies. I know people have their issues with Elysium, um, but I love his dirty, funky- I thought it was great. I thought it was great too. It's the uh, it's Matt offbeat. Damon one. Yeah. Matt uh, Damon. Yep, yep, Matt yep, Damon, yep, yep, Jodie yep, Foster, yep, 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 the elites live on a halo above the on earth. A halo. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's a yep. fucking halo. It's a halo, yeah. Uh, but it- Don't sing the halo thing. Don't sing the halo <laughs> thing. Don't sing the halo thing. <laughs> it really got me thinking that um, like his District 9, his dirty, gritty, gross The way you described the God Emperor, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the the, the bugs from District 9. Like. Yeah, and even yeah. the way he creates And Chappie weapons. was very similar. Mm. And Chappie yeah, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all in that same dirty, gritty, very, uh, very- mm. The world feels bolted together almost. Like it all is, their weapons yeah, yeah. and everything is all bolted together mm. and made And it is scrap. primarily filmed in, like, it, it does- I know District 9 specifically was set in South Africa, but all these movies have kind of continued that. Mm. That I, I don't, I don't, I'm hesitant to say South African look and feel because I've never been there and I don't know if it's a true yeah. representation. Which is a it, trope. Yeah. Yeah. But it but kind of feels that way because he set that tone. Isn't he yeah. South African? He I, I believe he is. Yeah. 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 And so is the guy that played Vickers. Um, and just, yeah, that, that whole. Uh, District Nine feel mm. yeah, got me thinking yeah, that yeah. we could. It's it's far enough away from Villeneuve's very lens flary color mm. and like the way the way slow mo dust camera. scenes that went yeah. on for like seventeen <laughs> hours that we had to sit through. Yeah, yeah, those ones. And yeah. and the, <clears throat> the big the big wide shot. God Emperor is actually quite a contained story. It's uh it follows Leto and. Pretty much every chapter has the the God Emperor in it. There's only a few little side chapters that um, has 
Duncan Idaho in it and and which would be a really good pull through if Jason Momoa was still playing Duncan Idaho by the time mm. it got to the end of the series because he comes all the way through to the uh, the God Emperor story. Right. And it's to that would be a good pull through for another director um, to mm. take the same character <clears throat> through uh, and show it in a different light. And But it's a much more contained story uh, in in tunnels and hallways and palaces and things like that rather than out on the actual plains of Dune. Um, there is a little bit of that, but nothing like the original books. You know who else I think would be interesting to, to do what you're describing would mm-hmm. be David Twoey, who did Riddick, although all of the Riddick yeah. films. Yeah, yeah. Because he has that kind of – I know it's quite different to what you're describing in terms of the grittiness, but he does have a offbeat future – style to his mm. work that I think would suit the story you're describing. Man, I love the Necromunda the Necromunda. Um Necra what were they? I think they, they were Necromunda. Yeah. No, Necromunda is uh yeah, why? Is Carl Urban. Carl Urban was there. Carl, was there Carl Urban in yeah. his black his black his greasy black, black mullet. <laughs> <laughs> his greasy black mullet. Um uh yeah definitely it's it's that mm. it's that weird set design um, and kind of it's, take. Yeah, and, it's it doesn't quite evoke um, Geiger, but it gets pretty close. It, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And you know what? Obviously, God Emperor was written before Geiger, but you do kind of get that feel when he talks about how Leto's body looks. Mm. Yeah, okay. You do get that Geiger-esque. And then I would he- like to read the Dune series, but I've got... So many books that I are on my list. Yeah, I mean, I just it's I just hard. went down a rabbit hole. Once I reread the the first June, I went down a rabbit hole and hit Messiah and Children, and then went on to God Emperor. So I'm I'm finishing the Herbert series. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was my first one for Neil Blanc. Curveball, just to throw mm. it out there, um, just to make it a bit '90s campy. Over the top, <laughs> but what if we got Paul Verhoeven, who was the director of Starship Troopers, to do? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, so you, it, you can't. I don't know that you could. Mm, take if you wanted a really serious film, yeah, like, but uh, I, it'd, it'd be campy. You'd have to walk in knowing, like, it'd be June such isn't. A, a, June's yeah. not a kind of a jokey universe, though. It's I know, very real. It like- <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many things that could be sort of slotted into that uh, yeah. that sort of starship. Truth Such a mess. brilliant fucking spotlight, man. We could spend days on this spotlight. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, my my two next next two ones were. I actually struggle with this. No, I, no, I, there's yeah. there's, oh, there's a break. break. I put the B four. Yeah, so you're yeah. further down as well. I, yeah. So I, what, yeah. my. My two next ones were Star Wars ones as well, and I mean, I know Tom just criticised his uh, blowy, spicy sand slow mo parts, but um, I just imagine giving Villeneuve a um, no, an old Republic, no. star, old Republic nope. Star Wars nope. movie. Nope. Oh, come on, man! Nope. He I, would I, kill I just an don't, old Republic one. But you know, it just to break my heart to know that there's a Star Wars movie out there that my home theater wasn't good enough to play. <laughs> 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 See, mine even wasn't even that. Mine was just keep that French fuck away from it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't you, you guys have seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I just yes. love that there's genuine hate for that director in this <laughs> yeah. show. <It's, laughs> so yeah, it's you know, it's one third love, two thirds hate. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I, just, I mean, he did. I, I loved <laughs> June was brilliant, right? I'm so glad that that it's been rebooted because it 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 has benefited from a reboot where so many things haven't. So mm. I'm glad. I that, agree with that, that statement. I, I I wasn't blown away by it. And I, when Pete and I went to you, you went to see it with me, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. That was it. Was it like and like you can't you can't fault some of his shots. My like, third watch through yeah. was a better experience than my first and second. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know if that's a that that that's part criticism, part part kind of positive, I guess. Yeah. But see, I was yeah. thinking I'd I'd rather try and insert one of my testicles into the top of this can <laughs> than watch that movie <laughs> two more times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it was it was it was a spectacle to watch, and I I can't fault him for that. He he does have some brilliant director vision. It's just it it was just it was so Didn't much of it. Like, it was just there's so much of it felt like. Felt like filler. I know it wasn't necessarily filler, but it it felt like it really could have got a good like half an hour chunk taken out. It is. Yeah. It is. I guess there was so much taken out. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was going to say, think, have put you read that the books? stuff back in and get rid of all those silly slow mo shots that took but up then, half an no, hour? No. So, so, have you read the books? No, Tom. No, no. I, I I've read the first book and only yeah. the first book, and yeah. so what I connected with is and and the the original movie was very similar. Dune is a slow, considered story. It's it's complicated. It's intricate. There's a lot of political intrigue yeah, in it. I, yeah, yes. I, get, I get that. But it's also a story that's told in a very deliberate way. It's mm. almost like listening to an ant tell you a story. And I think Villeneuve captured that slow deliberateness mm. in the way that he shot the film. And I, that and, would and feel that, like that. I film. can 100. percent And that's why I I do say it was it was brilliantly shot, and I can understand it. But it was just like I think of all. I guess it's almost is, ponderous, which is which is which has its has its merits, and there's there's no taking that away from him. But I think it, the thing that I'm probably for me more focusing on is someone who hasn't read it, and that is that is my undoing hmm. and my fault. Oh no! But no. I also think of <clears throat> think of like how many how many people would have gone to see it that have never even fucking heard of it and just went in because they mm. they like timothy chalamet or they like half the cast in it and stuff yeah, and they yeah. want to go they want to go see oscar isaac with his Keep big daddy to say zendaya but that's not her name zendaya yeah yeah i watched but, her in and the see, la- and the see them and like and just see the film that they're in because they they like those actors and stuff and i just think it's like it's and i think i'm coming from that in like Blade Runner. You got you to you got to respect the you got to respect the source material, and I, I'm 100. percent And you know my thoughts on the, the end of like the return it, of the. King. We're getting bogged down on June here when it's not part of the spotlight, but sure. No, it is. It is part <laughs> of the spotlight, but it's like it's because it, we're thinking about alternate directors coming oh, in and taking this yeah, on. I'm talking um, about Star Wars. Yeah, Villeneuve and Star Wars. So I get. Yeah, yeah. We've gone. We've point. gone back. Yep, we've yep. we've backflipped now. Um. Uh, to me, to to me, it reminded like it evoked very much his style. Because let's keep it on on topic, right? So yeah. Villeneuve's style. This was considered ponderous. It reminded me of the original Blade Runner. It's a slowly unfolding story. It wasn't, and and maybe we've been spoiled by, and I believe that we're spoiled by current Hollywood action films where it's all pre-chewed, mashed up, and spat out in a very easily digestible way and no longer requires any form of IQ to consume as a product. I, I think Which has its benefits and its downfalls. Because capitalism yes. is the primary benefit. Well, also, and- just I don't like I don't have a lot of time in my life anymore with work and with everything else going on to have a slow burn thing. Sometimes I just want to be entertained and entertained. And yet, you'll yeah. still go and see a movie that's just as long in terms of minutes spent. 
it's still a three-hour film whether you're going to see the next Guardians of the Galaxy or Dune. It's just one requires you to engage brain to appreciate. Well, and I, I, that sounded condescending, that's, and it wasn't actually intended to. No, it's but, also wrong because I don't think the next Guardian Galaxy is three hours long. But yeah, I look it up, I, look it up. But I, I, I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. But I, the the point yeah. still, I still think the point's valid in the sense that I think storytelling has evolved. But also, like we've talked about topic. before. Let's that talk we, about this we have to we have to commit to going to the cinema to watch a film yeah, we, these days. We do. Like it's a we do. And so we're very yeah, selective yeah. about it. Yeah. And absolutely. I think I think that's just thing. Like I look, I I I know that. I wouldn't have walked out because I don't like walking out of things. Like I talk about it. I don't pour out beers. I just finish them if, if I don't like it. It's like, fuck it. I'm <laughs> here Two now. and a half hours for Guardians 3. Wow, that is surprising. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just, if you're talking about there's so much more story, that's what I could have used rather than those repeated, like we're talking about that. It's a specific thing, but repeated <laughs> scenes. Like if there's story we're missing, it's like that could have, you know what I mean? Like hearing that from you guys, it's like, well, fuck, why didn't we put that in rather than having that same repeated sandy, sparkly walk moment? Like, <laughs> oh, I do. You know what? I don't disagree with that. That, but I mean, that was a through it's a point. Very specific. I, yeah, it was a through. I, I get this, that. Yeah. This, this, this can be a conversation for elsewhere, but I still think Villeneuve, if you gave Villeneuve a old Republic story and had it a political, a political intrigue, Dune esque kind of thing. Uh, hmm. I think it'd be. I think it'd be great. I, I mean, he's got a eat- really. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it's like Knights of Knights of the Old Republic, where you've got the uh, the the Darth Malgus, and yeah, the, you give him something like that and have it a a very not such a popcorny flick. Have it as a a a thoughtful journey from. A, a dark point of view uh, hmm. with with other things happening in the you know universe. What, if, if you he was going to take it, if you wanted to take a dark point of view, he needs to do the same thing they did in the the campaign of Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, where it was all told from Tamara Morrison's point of view as one of the clone troopers and where they're like, we knew we were about to go down a dark path. We knew we were about to ruin the Republic. Hmm. And it kind of, I mean- the story line aside, it kind of like goes that they knew that Order 66 was coming, but it was like, it was more they talk about like there's a sense of foreboding that like powerful team yeah. is getting too strong and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, sure. Like if he's, if you think he's the guy to do that kind of story, but you need, yeah, maybe that central point of view and like. Are we getting, uh, so when we're talking about Villeneuve's work, are we getting a little too caught up on his latest work, which is Dune? Because he's done some, he, he's Possibly, really only yeah. done five or six movies that we would have seen in Hollywood. And before that, it seems like he was focused primarily on French-Canadian indie shit. But he did Blade Runner 2049. He did mm. The Arrival, which is a very different kind of science fiction. It's a, But it's again, that slow was, and thoughtful. And yeah. and he did Sicario. And Sicario yeah. is a very different movie. And Prisoners. Yes, and Prisoners. I'm not saying that's his entire body of work because there's yeah. other stuff that jumps out as well, like Maelstrom mm. that I've seen. But- but he, he, we kind of focus very much on the way that he shot Dune. Sicario is mm-hmm. a very different style of movie, but it's still slow and thoughtful as well. There's points of action, but it's a, uh, it's he's still- a guy that likes to engage brain. Yeah, yeah. In his, and that's in his what I, I think that would be beneficial. I think beneficial. I think that is something that Star Wars is enormously missing mm. these days. It's mm. far too 
and I know this was George's original, does it call him George like I fucking know him? Uh, original. <laughs> George, you don't? <laughs> original uh, theory on it was to make it to sell toys or add, yeah. it, it evolved into that for him. But I think we're past that now. And it, I think something nice and slow and thoughtful that was a bigger story. Uh, well, maybe not a bigger story, but a more focused story and not something that just has bloat in it for the sake of bloat. Um, yeah, I know I, I know this is bending the spotlight topic a little bit, but I'd love to see George R.R. R. Martin write a Star Wars political intrigue set in the Old Republic yeah. in a way that only he has done recently, right? And, With and Old Game Republic is Old Republic is where something that needs to be. Like we need yeah. to get away from this Skywalker era. Yes, we do. And we don't we don't we at the moment I don't think people are ready to go forward. They still need something familiar, so I think we need mm. to go back. And mm. my my next one is a Star Wars one too. And while you while you do that, I'm going to grab my fourth beer, so I'll be right back. I think this is what they should have done from the very beginning: is just hook Tamira Morrison up with Tarantino and let him do a fet. Let him. No. Let fe- no. No. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I'm chewing on that. Oh, that's like a bit of gristle in your steak. Ooh. Come on. You, you don't tell me you don't want to see uh, Fet Pulp Fiction or Fet, uh, Fet Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. But it was a heist movie. Fet Reservoir or, Dogs. Yeah, Fet Reservoir Dogs I can do. Yep. A heist movie or a heist Heist movie, bounty. yes. A heist movie, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, so uh, a high stakes bounty or a heist movie or something mm. like that just- which Give is like him- early, early War of the Bounty Hunters comic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can Give definitely him- see that. Yeah. Give him something like that. Give Fett some dialogue. Seems the man only got something like <laughs> nine lines in the whole original trilogy. Um, Give any got fuck all lines Actually, in his own better, TV series. Not, but- not, not early Tarantino. I would, I'm warming up to this idea. Um, <laughs> it's hitting the subcockles of my, uh, my heart. Uh, uh, that is definitely more like a, um, Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hateful Eight. Yep. Hateful Eight hey. works really well. Yeah. Set it in a single fucking room. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Set in, a cantina. set in a cantina. Yep. 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 Just do it in a cantina. Just fat and a whole bunch of other dudes with one bounty yeah. between them and have them argue. So, you know what? You could even start that that with them swapping stories and doing flashback stories. Oh. Like the Hateful Eight did when mm. Kurt Russell picks up Samuel L. Jackson and yep. they, they go on and it's yeah. it's part brag, part bullshit, part reality. That's a fucking yeah. that's a movie right there. Mm. Have ta- have have Fett have like you throw come on throw the throw the originals in there throw Fett in there throw uh, Bosk in there throw oh yeah IG-88, let, the, let the lizard man slither a few words in Dengar <laughs> yeah fucking wookie hating motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let him, let him get yeah, some I'm of those. Forlom, Forlom and uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, in, yeah. Insect Man. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, the one that can slightly see the future. Yep. Um, yeah. And then get, uh, what's his name? Valancian. I think Valance would be a, a really good addition to that because he's, mm. he's really come through in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he he seems to be okay, like the, no, the all Kurt right, Russell I'll give, I'll give you that one. We'll yeah. win on that one. Yeah. I, think I wouldn't say. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you win. Okay. Should we should we jump into fourth beer? Yep. Sorry to move us forward. Are we right? Are we ready to move forward? I am. Yep. I tend to play timekeeper, and I hate myself when I do the editing. 
What, Tom? He's on Tuesday. I was just pouring. Oh. Sorry. You dipshit. <laughs> uh, who's going first? I got my exit milked out here. There we go. Let's <clears> do that. Let's do so it. The, Tribute to the, exit. The last, the last hurrah for exit. <clears throat> we'll do the whole Tom thing here now too. Uh, exit milk stout. They say on the can, I read this earlier, cocoa, vanilla, toffee, and espresso. Is it cocoa or cocoa? <clears throat> Not taking cocoa. the piss there, but they are different. Yeah, cocoa. cocoa. So it's, got, it's going to have that kind of bitter edge to it. And it definitely does. Uh, it definitely has that, that dry. Oh, I was thinking of Kokomo. Sorry. <laughs> Brain flashback. Down the Florida Keys, you know. Co- cocktail yeah. days. Yeah. Um, it has that. Uh, it, everything they've written there definitely has it. Has that. It was. Uh, it was. That, it that slight bitterness to it. Consistently been a cracking milk stout for years. Like you can't. I could never fault the exit milk stout. I really liked it. Um, and it's not I'm sure overly sweet. You probably you probably could have, but I couldn't. Yeah, I've always really. It's yeah. It's not over the top sweet. So it's uh, the lactose edition is reined in, um, and yeah, it's got nice coffee and. Chocolatey characters to it. It's um, really pleasant. Um, I was tempted to drink this one first because it was in the news. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm very glad I left it to the end. Yeah, that mm. is a nice ending. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. give that go a four and a quarter. Okay. You know what I like about milk stouts typically, and particularly this one, just looking at the ABV, is it, it's a nice way to drink a stout that's not going to like get you pissed. I would imagine it's only 5.2. I was going to say, I was going to say high fours. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they, the, you know, general brewing, brewing in Australia, they love to make it either. Hmm, here's your low ABV stout, which is going to be nice and entry level and four and a half to five percent. Well, here's here's or, a twelve percent double. Fuck you and everything that you believe in. Get this down your gob and die. Yeah. I'm drinking a nine and a half percent pastry stout. So yeah, totally. Yeah, but you know, we do the imperial stouts, and you know, uh, all the Brick Lane Brewing stuff is all fucking doubles and triples. So mm. yeah, it's it's good to see a stout that's in a lower ABV. So you gave that four point two five, Tom. What are you drinking, mate? Oh well, hello, chaps. Uh, I'm drinking a Hawker's beer. It's a modern British IPA, and we're having the old chap new tricks, eh? Eh? What's he got up his sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, cracking stuff. Um, it says here the British are generally credited as the originators of the IPA, which has since become a multifaceted beast of its own. Uh, we've teamed up with UK hop grower Charles Farham to modernise a classic style, generously dosing with the new generation hops Harlequin, Jester and Ernest. Oh, I love a bit of Ernest. Uh, aromas of tropical fruit, stone fruit and resin sit on a brightened up mop bill, Marish Otter and Golden Promise. It's never too late to try new tricks. Oh, well, sorry, I'm back. That was, that was brilliant, man. Yeah. Loved it. Where are we? Impressive. Yep. I, I could do I, that with I, a, I could do I that with a Russian stout, but that's literally the only accent I could hold for that long, believably. Oh, I, um, could, I can do South African, but I won't for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is- What the fuck is an English IPA? Well, it's a modern English IPA. So I, I think <laughs> of an English IPA as being a lot more malt forward. Mm. Um, kind of molten spicy hops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has still got that Earthy spice. Spicy hops. Yeah, this has still got that spice, but it's definitely got a lot more of that like floral, citrusy those notes coming through. It's also the um, if my camera will allow me, it's not as dark as I would imagine that we mm. remember an English IPA to be. Um, I just I also really love this can design. I think it. Just <laughs> it's just that that con- concentric kind of 
the pattern. Yeah. It, I thought it's, it's really cool. Um, kind of like Celtic knots, but not quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, and they have a rating on the back. They've actually, they say they've, They've hopped at five out of five, malt three out of five, and yeast two out of five, um, which may explain why I'm getting so much of that those citrusy notes through it. Um, it's definitely not up there with like in terms of like the hop smack to your face, mm. like even of the the pale that I just had from Bracket. It's it's nothing like that. It's it's reminiscent in a way, um, but it's definitely not not like that hit. Um, I wouldn't say it's more sessionable. I just it's more layered. It's layers. It's onions. It's Shrek references. It's yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, uh, this is their newest limited release. The label is dead set spot on. This is there's not a millimeter in that. That is perfection. <laughs> literally, I could yeah. You could set your watch to that label. That's how <laughs> close that is. Um, yeah, uh, that's 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 a. 4.75. That's great. That's fantastic. Ooh. That's one of the best Hawkers beers I've had in a long time, and I've mm. had most of their limited releases recently. Um, They're so- still relatively young, aren't they? That's what, two years no. old? No? Haw- no, you're talking. You're thinking of Hawks. This is Hawkers. I am thinking of yes. Hawks. Sorry. Yes. And the Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne boys. Mm. Melbourne boys, yeah. yeah. Marzen right. and the crew, that crazy motherfucker. Um, yeah. They're, this is great. This is so good. Um, if you can find this, grab this. This is fantastic. Um, very, yeah, it's giving me the horn. Let's just say that much. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What are you drinking, um, Pete? I'm going to move I, on from uh, that go take quickly. a cold shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, not independent. I do really try hard to, to only go independent, but Ooh. it doesn't always happen. That's uh, so I'm drinking- I almost had a stone and would be before, like as my last one, but then, yeah. Saving that for personal time. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Uh, I am drinking the Pirate Life- Choc chip hot cross bun pastry stout. Well, it is almost Easter, so that adds up. Yeah, that's specifically why it jumped out. That and I was looking very much for a dessert stout after the last episode, and fucking one of the most amazing beers I've had in a long time was that uh, that hokey pokey. Uh, yeah, fuck me. It was I've got so one can of it left good. if you want me to put it aside for you. Please do, please do. It's so damn good. It's one of the, my favourites. shop. Yes, put that one aside. Thank you. <laughs> I'd, I'd even be inclined to save it so that I could share it with Dan because mm. I know Dan hasn't tried it and I reckon you'd get a real good kick out of it too. Um, also, so this he one, loves doing the hokey pokey and turning around. And that's well, what it's Maybe all that about. will be <laughs> – that is what it's all about. This is the way. Uh, <laughs> maybe that will be the cost of Dan, you know, drinking yep. my beer. Mm. Um, this beer, on the other hand – it's not is- a cost I'm worth, whether worthy, to pay, <laughs> willing to prepared pay. to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you haven't tried the beer. It's so fucking good. Uh, this, on the other hand, um, layered is a, a word I'm stealing from your description, Tom, because that's exactly that's precisely what this is. Very layered. You get uh, so it's obviously it looks like a stout, like every other stout. It's very dark. Um, it looks like a stout. It tastes like a stout. It must be a stout. <laughs> you get a lot of cinnamon. Just a touch of sweet spice. I wouldn't call it vanilla. Are these in? Are these in order, Peter? What do you mean? Like if, as they hit you, like that? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it hits spice first with mm. with, and it's a and it's a cinnamon plus a sweet spice, and I can't put my finger on which sweet spice. Yep. Um, then you get chocolate chip, and and it's funny because you can tell it's chocolate chip as opposed to like a cocoa. 
which has that kind of strong bitterness, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost a coffee-ish note. Yep. Um, this is choc chip. It's quite thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sweet and chocolatey, and then you get a real strong roasty malt backbone, and it kind of and that that malt carries you all the way through the back palate. So it's it's interestingly layered. Mm. Um, could I tell you a pastry stout next to a non-pastry stout? Probably not. I'm not sure what to expect out of the differences between those two styles, those sub-styles. You would. Pace, yeah, you would. A pastry stout pastry. generally has lactose. Or well, it. it's definitely got sweetness yeah, in it. Yeah. So. There's milk um, sugars. <laughs> yeah. I was bringing that back from last episode. Mm. Um, but then I had Dark Temptations, was it? I can't remember the name of the beer. Something about Temptation last last week with the Hokey Pokey Stout, and that was very fucking sweet too. So, mm. again, I couldn't differentiate between all the sub-styles of stout. But, yeah, no, this is good. It's 9.5% though, so it's definitely a night-ending beer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to give this a 4.25. It's it's nice. it's pretty impressive. I'm not a big fan of hot cross buns either. Um, and the spice yeah, man, is man, making man. this an interesting beer. Like, it's not... I probably wouldn't drink another one, but I'm glad I drank this one, if that makes sense. It's an experience, but not one I'd go back to. Um, should we- Sorry, I'd fucking so- go back to this beer. I'm, I'm, yeah, every sip I have, I'm just like, that was, I wasn't sure if I was going to have this one tonight. I'm so fucking glad I did. That is cracking. <laughs> yeah. Pete, you're like a, uh, you're like a Looney Tunes on little, like one of those little Looney Tunes on my screen that's had too much coffee. Uh, they're, the, the the video's lagging. Okay. So and then it tries to catch up by playing the video uh, really, than, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> but because there's no frame of there's nothing else moving in the room. So like Tom's got his lights. So if it happened to him, yeah. like the lights would move quicker. But because you've got a static background, <laughs> there's no frame of res- reference. I'm actually sitting behind a green screen in, in yeah. Alaska right now and you wouldn't yeah. know. Um, that's funny. Um shall we continue the spotlight? Continue. 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 So we're up to my one. So um, my my director with the Tape franchise in New Directions was Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Jokerverse. So very very specifically, the Jacqueline Juan Phoenix style ending to the Joker movie, mm-hmm. where you had the mob, fucking like the crazed mob, and then doing a a Godfather style series of movies one movie or a series of movies of the gangsters that pop out of you know jokers gangsters versus fucking penguins gangsters mm. and and that's so really yeah so you're yeah. thinking more of like a gotham gangster yeah yeah, yeah. fuck yeah sorry um, when you when you said him taking on jokerverse and it was just like him taking on because i when you said jokerverse i obviously assumed you meant um wakan phoenix joker but him taking on that joker character i was like Oh, he's the kid. head of a crime family, though. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but focusing on him, kind of in the same. No, way not necessarily. More but just now. You're saying yeah. that that makes the so intricacy much more of the yeah, gang yeah, wars yeah. going on, and and told in that very old, like 1920s style. You know, New York gangsters. Fucking I, Joe Pesci is Penguin. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. There's, but there's so many great actors that you could pull yeah, out like that. And hits a Hot Wheel on a set of stairs and <laughs> down and smacks his forehead. Um, but you could also equally, I can't remember the the director for um, uh, the Goodfellas, but he would be equally good in that sense. Is that, um, that's not Scorsese, is it? No, I think Maybe. it might be Scorsese. 
probably. That's yes, it he, was. Oh, it's it all was, he shoots is gangster it, films. It was so, directed. Yeah. yeah, it was Martin Scorsese. You could do either. Yeah. Well, Scorsese um, had a hand in this Joker. Yeah. Um, just like one, and there's one crossover shot. between. Yeah. I'm sure there's just even gone this. Yeah. I'm sure there's crossover between, between Coppola and Scorsese. Oh, yeah. They, they, I'm sure they well. collaborated at some point. Yeah. Not directly, but, you know, worked off each other kind of thing. But he also did Apocalypse Now, right? So he, he you know, he's got a pretty, I mean, Francis Ford Coppola did hmm. have a range. Um, imagine, uh, imagine fucking Joe Pesci as Penguin and fucking Ray, Ray Liotta as Two-Face. Yeah. In a yeah. sure, in if a it was couple, shot in a couple of shot twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh no, but even even no, even if you had them as aged characters, uh, that'd want, be a good that'd be a good take. Yeah, okay. I yeah. want to see them as as like, heads of crime families with minions that they're ordering yeah. around and yeah, fucking yeah. each other over, and exactly. they're also running like um, business fronts to to. Fucking I think that'd be a really good take cash. as well. Take as well with a using the young. Patterson Batman, if they were more senior gang, yeah. like as if like taking the whole thing of Gotham, like Batman's been doesn't exist because he's come in like Riddler was young and he was foolish and you know he caught got himself caught foolish that's probably a bad term but you know he got himself caught kind of thing but it was also like but then there's these senior heads who are just like hey we do things completely old school and you know dark knight tried to touch on that and like mm. batman begins with like they yeah. tried to make the 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 gang the old school gang families and it's the new thing coming through but i think that yeah that'd be really interesting especially with the young batman versus really so old I school gang i actually heads. wouldn't have batman in it i would i would do a godfather 2 like i would say oh, maybe the not godfather the first one two style. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so the, the 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 main characters like penguin like um the joker they're the the Godfather one generation and mm. the show or the, the the film focuses on the son of one of those heads so that they're in an established crime boss family and dad is the Joker or dad is mm. probably the Penguin, to be honest. Yeah. So you have this established world that they can operate in, but you're still telling a fresh-faced story and they yeah. can make mistakes and fuck up and disrespect another family. Like, there's so much that you could do so in that So you want world. Gotham Sopranos is what you want. Fucking yeah. A. That's, yeah, yeah, precisely. That's what I want. That's, that's what not, I want. And that's not a bad thing to want. That's a good thing to want, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a fresh new direction to take that, that the Batman universe and flesh out the Batman universe without needing a Batman in it. Yes. But you is do it? need a Batman in it at some stage. Yeah, I mean, Goodfellas no, no, had the no, cops. Sorry, Pete, is, mean, it, is, is that not what Gotham, the series, set out to do and maybe hit or missed? But Gotham, no. Maybe not old school, but like. It kind of did to an extent yeah. in a very CW style. Exactly, yeah, in a CW style. It was, it was style. I see what you're saying coming from rubbery. a Francis Coppola style, yeah. Yeah, I want something yeah. that's gritty and it's got balls. You know, it's an R-rated fucking, we're going we're gonna to Tommy gun down some motherfuckers. The way that we've, Again, we've played Home video Alone. games. It's my tummy gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Home Alone, though. Um, but, yeah. No. Yeah. You know. um, cool. Alone Next one was yours. This was a- can, 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 I just, can I just go to that coppler? Uh, how good how good would have um, an actress like Susan Sarandon- You say Boba Fett in fucking <laughs> Susan Sarandon being as uh, like Harlequin. Mm. Oh, had in Google the- who Susan Sarandon was. That's literally what I'm doing. But I, <laughs> I, I recognise it straight away. 
You're not um, who Susan Sarandon just, was. She just has that, she has in, that in ability the, to be quirky and like off the wall as well as oh, but like she's, she's straight-laced. And- yeah, but she's also played too many like heartwarming mother characters and I don't think I could see her in that. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it'd, but be, it'd be such a good flip of, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Mm. That. Yeah, yeah. And she'd, she'd fit into Which is that the point mobster of side yeah. of things. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer would have done it well as well, but you, you just, I mean, yeah, you throw like her back the, in as, um, as Selena. Yeah. But the wives, the wives of the mob families in Coppola's kind of worlds were always the very beautiful, but also very genteel old, older. I would, I, I don't know how to put this the way that I mean it, but like a traditional woman, but very feminine. So they're, they're not arm candy. They're they're women in their own right. They've they've got strong personalities, uh, but they're also very beautiful and very feminine at the same time. I don't. I probably said that really poorly. No, no. I, no, think- no, I'm, I'm. I mean, I, I, the thing when you say that that I'm picturing is Monica Bellucci's character in Matrix Two, or yeah. Or, yeah. or Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, that's kind of. I know that's a very random reference, but also anyway. not a real character. But well, no, not a real but- live action. What? But. No, but you kind of get that. <laughs> but you kind of get that Betty Boop style, fifties pinup girl femininity. But they're also fucking hard asses when they need to be. Which all of the characters, you know, all the female characters in a Coppola series of movies there's, were hard asses. In the no, I can see her face, but there's absolutely no way I could tell you her name or what movie she's been in. But in the in the nineties, she was the the go to. American Italian uh, actress, girlfriend, like girl, not even wife, like girlfriend. Fuck, I'll I'll think on it when you go to your next one, and I'll I'll find the it. next one is brilliant, Tom. Like it's an inspired fucking pick. I've got to say, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck. I haven't put any homework into this. No, I, I I literally I was I, as I said I was struggling with this concept. I think it was really cool. And obviously, we've been able to talk about it and stuff. But sitting in like my, the vacuum um, of uh, my loneliness that I, I live in, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful place. There's so little people; it's great. Hmm. Um, but yeah, trying to think of like just trying to think of like directors and, and the movies they make, and like because often so many directors make so many different styles of movies. I I was pulling up stumps. I was just like, fuck, I can't let the boys down, and that's not what I'm about. So I, uh, but then I thought, what movies have I really loved recently? And then, yeah, I guess because we're all, we kind of all like. What content have you really loved recently? Well, yeah, content movies, but like, um, and then also how would that apply to an old style? And I came up with um, Sam Mendes and um, Indiana Jones. And it purely came from, I fucking loved the one shot thing from 1917. Imagine playing applying that to an indie film. Mm. If I indie, haven't seen nineteen seventeen, but ah, so it's it's it's. I know it's the I know it's the clever take on the single shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but and and also came from also like we we how many times have we sat here and basically like like jerked off to the Daredevil one shot hallway scene of how fucking cool it is. But even like it doesn't have to be the entire indie film being a one shot, but able to do those like 
one shots in those archaeology scenes. It's probably from like recently playing through a bunch of those like Tomb Raider games and stuff as well. And it's just like I thought the way he shoots things in that, like it's that very, would add such an interesting it's very turn. Artistic. Yeah, a really interesting turn on what is traditionally a bit pulpy. Um and like like you know, when we talked about I the find Phantom, it really interesting. Like, you know, I I, but, I I find it really interesting you picked this one after complaining about repeated shots granted in in Dune, but also slow storytelling because San Mendez tells a slow story. It's a slow, considered story. 1917 was about the, like, it, it reminded me of the Thin Red Line. It was a war movie, but it wasn't really about war. It was about, it wasn't glorifying war in the same way that, like, Saving Private Ryan did. It was the psychological aspects, the slow, boring, grinding down of the soul that was... Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't think it needs to be a slow boring down the soul, especially if you think, well, I mean, especially the scene I'm referring to, like, to for this, and this is what I thought of, especially when referring to Indy, is mm. the running through the 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 town. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get shooting it. shots like that and adding to Indy, and, and that's why I said it doesn't have to be the entire film as a one-shot kind of thing, and it's like, but, you know, Indy, in like any sort of like action blockbuster like Indiana Jones needs those quiet moments to yes. break away from those really big action shots. And like the scene at the, if I'm, am I mixing up my war movies? The quiet scene at the, that like the farmhouse, that's 1917. Yes. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, cool. it was. Cool. The farmhouse okay. when, when he shoots, uh, when his mate dies. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But like, well, it is. You don't even know who it's who's made. I'm talking. Everyone <laughs> dies. Someone yeah. died. That's all I literally said. Then someone died, and someone um, else knew him. Yeah, <laughs> it's also it's squad. Yeah, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, but even that, like, that still had like, and it's it's not like that, the drone shot like continually revolving kind of thing. But it's it's that kind of thing where it's like even when it's slow, there was it kind space of still in it kind of still shots. felt movement i think mm-hmm. that's the difference i have with villeneuve is like it was static changes i think that really threw me off and like that and like we said it's, it's he was it's trying to give you shot. a sense of scale that's why i know i know i know but it's it's that's also what threw me off compared to sam mendez and like the way sam mendez shot is like it, it it didn't necessarily feel like it had to be moving through something but there was something if it even if it was a slow panning shot it was adding like it's a different side of the farmhouse. It's like, oh fuck, there could be could be German soldiers there. Like, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just that's oh, this is literally the only thing that came to me. And it was just like I think, especially from like if we got into some like, you know, obviously film, TV, video game archaeology is very spectacle compared to real life archaeology. That is yeah. very slow and very painstaking. Well, even- uh, Indy even makes reference to that in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. But even like- it's Most so, of archaeology is done in a library. It, but like being able to just like go like it's constantly kind of moving, I think would have- Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It, yeah. It's just- it's an interesting that's, idea. That's what came to It's me, yeah. also not the one that I was saying was inspired. So, I apologize. I no, guess. no. That's, that's even the better. The order what's, what's your take? No, 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 no. I, I mean, like the order of of in the show notes was was around the other way. So JC, which is the next point now in the show notes, I don't know whose oh. idea that was. Right. I thought that's what you were about to talk about. Sam no, Mendes doing Indiana no. Jones isn't a bad idea. I just, 
the, uh, the next one I'll really just go resonated. Fuck myself. Um, <laughs> this is great. I haven't seen 1917, but I know enough of it to know that that style of film that we won. Like you do, you do that sort of film. If you were to take that bigger risk with a character like Indiana Jones and has for someone to pull off something like that and to have you probably couldn't do it with Harrison Ford these days he probably wouldn't want to be in on camera that long mm. um but it that that could be an inspired movie that would once again in reinvigorate a franchise it's like this trope that we're going to get and like it's just going to be oh, absolute just, rubbish. The thing that's going to come out. Oh, like it's going to be, it's gonna, it's gonna be another like it's meant to be pulpy and like all that kind of like yeah. that style. So yeah. The last the last one was rubbish, and the next, this this coming one's going to be rubbish. But if you wanted to take a risk, obviously they don't want to take a risk. They'd rather throw money at it and have it fail than take a risk and have. I'm it disappointed succeed. that Harrison Ford's in it. Like well, it, it, I Harrison, don't know why, but. It, Harrison Ford checked out a long time ago, and he's fully admitted he just turns up to take a paycheck. Like you can't, you can't blame him for turning up and getting paid these ridiculous money they're going to pay him. But he's also he doesn't need the money, and he's and his work in the series that he's really in at the moment, which is um, uh, oh the Yellowstone one. No, no, he's in a psychology. Uh, oh yeah, Emma started watching that. Apple, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's an Apple Plus. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, she got series. a trial yeah. for. Ted Lasso, and then I was like, "You realise that a trial yeah, okay. lasts a week, and Ted Lasso is episodic, right?" Um, it's it, he's doing some really beautiful. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Um, but that's more. That's more like yeah. That's more like play style acting. Yes. Yeah. yeah it is, and, yeah. and but him specifically in it, not necessarily the rest of the the cast around him and the storyline. Yeah. But he's very vulnerable in that show. Like I'm if- amazed at what's on what. Harrison's doing in that show. Yeah. I still reckon if you if you were to give him even a quarter of the money of what he's getting for the next indie movie and say it's going to be films like 1917, mm. I would hope he would go, you know what? That interests me a lot. I'm 100% in. And you know what? I'm just not going to phone it in. I'm going to come in on the day, on yeah. the days, and, and do- Shakespearean it out. And, yeah. and Shakespearean it. And you know what? If, the, if you- if you, it, I don't think it would take much for somebody to sit him down and go, you know what, this could be your magnum opus, something like this. You do this one last indie movie and nobody will on. nobody will ever bother you for, any, for anything ever after, again. He's not doing anything after Indy 5. He's come out and said that. He's like, I'm done after this. So he was uh, so Shrinking is the name of the series Shrinking, I was thinking yeah. of. Um, yeah, but if if he if he pulled a Michael Caine in Muppet's Christmas Carol in indie, indie Dial of Destiny, I would- Mm. If no one gets that reference, they went to Michael Caine and said, "Hey man, it's a Muppets film about the Muppet, like the Christmas Carol. Just play it casual." And he said, "I'm going to play it the most serious way I can, <laughs> and it is one of his best roles." I, yes. It was, you know what, the Muppet Christmas Carol was a fucking great movie. So I watch I'm, it every I'm, year. I'm it's, there for that. I'm pretty sure I'm it's on Disney it. Plus. Yeah, it is because it would yeah. be. Yeah, they own it. Yeah, Disney yeah. now owns the Muppets. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's our Christmas Day tradition. We watch Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> shall we? Shall we move on to the next one? Um, I'm, I'm just conscious of time. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get through. Are you winning, son? 
in a short amount of time per person. Mine's real we, short. We typically spend 15 minutes per person on Are You yeah, well, Son? Yeah, because well, it's the you, best bit of the entire episode. We don't have another 45 minutes in this episode. I've got to go to bed. I don't. Um, the Days Gone one, whose was that? Was that yours, Dan? That wasn't me. No, it must have been Tom. must have no, been yours. Why the fuck would I write James Cameron? I literally don't know you, where that Pete. came from. It might have been me. I don't oh, remember writing you it. Were talking, you were talking yourself up before then. Yeah, like this I feel like I'm right idea. ass now. I, just, <laughs> I don't think that I've was me. I've spent the last three episodes talking about how James Cameron's a, like a bit of a washed up dick. And like, he is yeah. definitely a washed up dick, but but- the, so what Washed inspired up on me? The maybe shores it, of Avatar. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it was me then. Um, but I think this the, probably was you. Yeah. The Terminator it definitely two definitely wasn't me. The the Terminator there two James yep. Cameron driving yeah. driving through like Mexico towards the end of that movie in a days gone kind of world of zombies. I actually think would be really interesting to watch. James Cameron hasn't done a zombie film, has he? No, he hasn't. But but the T two style post apocalypse, yeah. T two's is a, yeah zombies kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I wasn't arguing that, but I think no, no. I'm not I think that, shooting yeah. a Days Gone movie like a a zombie movie with that real yellow muted palette, brown. Yeah, in his shots, I think yeah. I think would work. I mean, well, I mean, it worked for the game. Like that game. That's one of the few games that needed a grey muted palette, slate grey. Slightly blue grey palette, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But James Cameron, I keep thinking at like Lots the ending, the, yeah, the ending shot of of uh, Terminator Two where um, Sarah Connor's in the desert, mm, in um, the jeep, carving the you know no yeah. fate T two, yeah, yeah T two, um, carving no fate into the fucking into the um, park bench. That shot was very yellow tinted Mexican desert in the or I don't know. Nevada desert in the background. It might not have been Mexico. Um, well, it the just, whole thing that, is she's crossing the border, isn't she? Like that's yeah, yeah. She's driving south. Yeah. yeah. I just think that would be a brilliant background, kind of stylistically for Days Gone. And he does the action well. And if anybody's going to be able to create realistic close-up hordes of zombies digitally, it's going to be James Cameron. <laughs> well, World War Z did it from a distance. Yeah. Need, yeah. need to do them up close now. Yeah. And make them scary. Yeah, if you actually, if you watch uh, World War Z with one eye closed, they just look like moving slugs. They're just blobs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just a mass with particulate, mm, yeah, mm. like different shape, particulate on the outside. <laughs> the last one I'll race through um, was uh, Guy Ritchie doing a Doctor Who um, So it's really funny you say this, Pete, because uh, there's a, there's a, a guy I've, that Emma's been repeatedly sending me on, on social medias who's he's a Instagram real TikTok dude, but he's been doing um, Harry Potter as Guy Ritchie films, and it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay, like, it's just, uh, but he's just, he's just got the way he does it is he just does obviously the the, the Cockney accents and all that kind of stuff from like uh, like Snatch, but then he's just got the background like doom, boom, 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 <laughs> just just yeah. playing on loop in the background where he cuts to each character, and I'm like, fuck, Guy Ritchie could do like a weird gangster wizard film like if you really wanted to <laughs> but but so so when i say guy ritchie i'm not referring to the lockstock style guy ritchie film i'm referring to the sherlock holmes style where and, ah, and, yeah and that plays through a lot of a lot of his more recent his ones as well it, though. yeah yes but but 
Doctor Who is that superior intellect in the same way that Sherlock Holmes is. So what the way that Guy Ritchie tells you a story is he's got that big magic reveal at the end where yes. what you saw isn't what happened and now here's the big reveal and that suits Doctor Who perfectly. Also, like, he's got oh, the sev- 17 um, different shots of like <laughs> cranks moving slowly as things move and then like also I can, me, yeah. now, I can just picture now David Tennant's Doctor in the pit fight going yeah. like yeah, left, that's the pit fight was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just uh, analyze the exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, I just think uh, it's almost that too, would actually yeah that would too really much low hanging yeah. fruit. But because Doctor Who is Sherlock Holmes in the sense that he's a superior intellect, he's figured out he's mm, always ten steps yeah. ahead of everyone else. But to me, that is the tenant Doctor Who, not necessarily the stuff more recently where it's just a bumbling fool. Re- yeah, that's. Yeah. Since Peter Capaldi is just yeah, it's very different. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be an interesting way to to breathe new life or old life, really. Back even better, oh Pete, even better. It's Guy Ritchie shooting a film, but it's all the Doctors at once doing a heist. <laughs> <laughs> to time now, crossover, would, yeah, that, it's that a, I would pay to it's, see. It's a time. It's heist. a paradox. <laughs> But still with that same do. (laughs) (laughs) But then you could do that as an Ocean's Eleven. Can you imagine 11 fucking doctors doing a fucking heist in a a casino? Especially if it was up to 11. Like that's when you cut it off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is it Monty Python's? Is it Monty Python's sketch? Or what is it where they they, they walk in and they go, Doctor, Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, that's Monty Doctor. Python. Yeah. It is Monty Python. I was going to yeah. say it was only it was only ever going to be Monty Python or Mel Brooks. No, it was also replicated in um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. Uh, what's that film where he, Leo plays the? Oh, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Mm. Yes, Leo walks into this the the operating thing. Doctor, 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 Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> But I think they were ripping off a Monty Python scene. Yeah, it definitely wasn't what I The saw one that you're referring to. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to move on. I think that was a brilliant spotlight, though. Yeah, that like, was good. This, yeah. if you, it, it I wouldn't take with much. It, yeah. yeah, but here's the thing, Tom. I actually think if we got around a table and had some beers, you would come up with 10 more amazing ideas, too, because it's such an interesting topic for people like us. Oh, that's where, the thing. The whole thing. Where is we've seen it, so much. We just much. came off each other. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Peter, are, are you winning, son? I am. I'm utterly engrossed in uh, The Last of Us 2. I yeah. won't. I know it's an old story, but Dan hasn't it's not played it. Old, it's not an old, old story. Go, go, go for it. Knock it Is out it, of the park. Are we it's ready to spoil it? 2021. It's, I mean, it's a couple yeah. of years old. Are we okay to spoil it? Uh, I don't. I actually don't think so, given what we've talked about in the season two of the series, which a lot of people haven't played Which is actually why I want to spoil it. It's- Oh, you're so, a dick. So, okay, no, 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 not, no. I just I just think it's, it's an interestingly told video game story. Hmm. There's some nice twists and turns in it. There's a very early twist in it that I think most people are already aware of anyway, but I won't spoil it, that will break audiences of the TV show. But that specifically is not what I'm talking well, which about. Which we've talked about. Yeah. Yep. What, what I'm referring to is The Last of Us Part 2 is told in two halves. It's, it's two separate parallel storylines that come together at the end. Now, I'm not at the end. I've finished the first pl- plot and it mm-hmm. pauses at a certain point. And now I'm about halfway through the parallel plot, which I know will get to the same point and then we'll mm-hmm. get a, some sort of closure. 
and I'm not sure which direction it's going in. That's what, yeah, okay, yeah. not closure, Tom, because there there is potentially a part three, and I know the writer well enough to know that he's not going to wrap all yeah. the loose ends up. Nah. But I I am also aware of the writer's ability to surprise me with which direction he might fall in. So I have no preconception about how the story's going to end. Interesting. So Interesting. I don't know who's going to survive the the final encounter, but I know who's going to be there. Um. So so my point was more knowing that season two and three will of the TV show will cover the second game. And knowing that the game is essentially split in half and only following one character and then a second character, it's going to be interesting to see if the TV mm. show. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I know yes. there's crossovers, but. Yeah. And there's flashbacks and a bunch of other stuff. But it's going to be interesting to see if. So so Ellie is one of the two characters, obviously, in in the second game. And then I'm not going to say who the who the second character is. But it's going to be interesting. It's Grogu. It's Grogu. So it's going to be interesting to see whether or not season two of the TV show will follow the Ellie story exclusively and then season three will follow the other character's story exclusively and then we get the wrap at the end mm. or if they will recut it so that you're telling the inter- yeah, like episode we, by episode. Yeah, we've obviously spoken about and I, I'm of the view that I think the smartest way to do it would be to re- recut it. it. But it's mm. fucking complicated to do it that way, and and Dan, yeah, but without they've got, they've got time without- and they've got time and, and and a medium to do that, I guess. Like, yeah. So, so Dan, I'm speaking cryptically, but I want to make sure that I'm speaking cryptically, but still making some kind of sense, because Tom knows what I'm talking about. Specifically. I know what you're We're talking, talking about. Okay, am I making sense to the listeners? Yeah. Like, in terms, of- okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I have I'm a little drunk. Drunk. Whenever are you making sense to the listeners? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that, the bigger yeah. question that we need to ask. Yeah. <laughs> So, you're winning. You're enjoying it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and I was the one bitching about 15 minutes per person. I am fucking winning. I'm loving the story. Yeah. And there is nothing better than playing a video game set in a rainy, thunderous background on a Sunday morning when it's pissing down rain and thundering in the background. Like, I just nailed it Sunday morning. See, I me. fucking love, I used to love, like, especially when Skyrim came out, my, one of my favorite things to be, people would be like, oh, it's fucking raining, especially this is the early days of Facebook when Skyrim first came out because, yes, we're old. Um, <laughs> but people would be like, oh, my God, it's such rainy weather. This sucks. Like, fuck this. And I'd be like, it's a lovely day in Tamriel where I am. And that's <laughs> like, I can change the weather if I want it. You but know, this was the opposite. Sunshine and yeah, cold This winds. was the video game perfectly matched the yeah, real no, world it is, it is. weather to the point where I'd hear thunder and I had the speakers turned right up. And I couldn't tell you if it was going oh, on in the real dude, world. You're not or playing with your 3D audio headphones? No. No. <sighs> I'm, I'm playing with my surround sound. It's the oh, same thing. Man, yeah, I don't know. The, the Except, headphones just added a different element for me. To, yeah, but but my surround sound is set up and it's not because it's special. It's just it's set up in a way that there are frequently times in movies and games where someone knocks on a door and I literally think someone's knocking on my actual door. Because it comes from the same direction. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, I'm winning. Danny, you winning, son? Yeah, kinda, kinda. I went back to Doom Eternal because uh, I had an, you said had you an would. itch. I had I had an itch to go back mm. to. Well, I started Doom uh, 2016 again. I'm like, no, you've played this one through. Just suck it up and go back and naughty, try and Dan, finish naughty. Off, <laughs> try and finish off Doom Eternal. 
and I loaded it up and I couldn't remember anything that had taught me in the last like three hours or four hours that I'd played in it. So I had to go to wuss mode. Oh, <laughs> you're on wuss. You're on wuss. And you're no wuss. <laughs> it's actually called wuss, wuss difficulty, uh, I'm presuming. Uh, I think it's- uh, No, it's, it's something, am, am I ready, daddy? Or- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's carried on from the original games, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, certain. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 it is. It, it definitely- It's an, uh, it's an ID, ID software. Runs it's, a joke, almost, it's almost inappropriate in this day and age to say that. No, it's um shit. What is it called? Um, one of you guys can Google it while I'm while I'm talking about this. The the difficulty names of the Doom. Yeah, I got it. Game. I got it. Um, hurt me plenty is the normal, <laughs> and then there's the. <laughs> I'm one too young to that. die. I'm too young to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to go to wuss mode. Let's just call it wuss mode. Uh, because there was, like I said in my first original review, there's way too much shit going on in that game. Like yeah, there's you too many that, weapons. Yeah. And too many bits and pieces that go on that it's just it 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 made it unenjoyable coming straight off 2016 Doom, which was just a straightforward, oh, beautiful, oh. fun game. And it was it it had some bits and pieces to it, but it was no more than grenades and one or two others. Yeah, but yeah. but now you've got double jumps and dashes and grappling <laughs> hooks and fucking flamethrowers that drop am uh, drop drop armor when they're on fire and you've got fucking grenade, like a separate grenade launcher that has recharge times and then you've got runes that are, yeah, you you could, but there was, (laughs) there's, there's extra stuff that goes along with it now. And it was, it was too much not having played through, wanting to play through the tutorial. No, it's kind of those things you have to go back and yeah, replay. Yeah. yeah. So I just put it on wuss mode until I could work it all out. Uh, (laughs) And I played about two or three hours on wuss mode and then, and then it got to a point where it goes like a thing popped up on the screen saying, "Oh, you've now we've now taught you everything you, you need to know to go forward in Doom." And I'm like, "Fuck! Did I just finish the tutorial?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I, look, we've all been there, Dan. We've all been there. You, you're was- engrossed in a movie, and then or you're engrossed in a TV show. Twenty five minutes have passed, and then the, the the fucking credits roll at the start. Yeah, the opening sequence rolls exactly. What I'm trying to say. Uh, so yeah. I mean, it it was fun. It's it's, uh, you know what? I probably will just play this through on wuss mode um, because I'm still in that mode. I'm still not enjoying it as much as I did 2016. Um, so I'm not prepared to get my butt handed through. to me, yeah, and and go back and repeat things and learn learn to go through. I kind of just want to play it to. Look at the look at the pretty visuals and kill yeah, some yeah. demons and see some you glory just go and just have some glory fun kills. Almost. Yeah, that's mm. exactly. I mean, that's, what I that's the do. thing I do with the Doom that's game. What like, Doom's when about. I, yeah, when I played Doom 2016, I never played it like the first time I played it because I played it three times. The first time I played it, it was definitely on easy mode, and it was just like I'm going to go in and just kill some shit. Like this yeah. is what Doom is about. Then mm. I went back and did it, and then I was like, oh shit, I need to play it on nightmare mode, and I did that nightmare mm. playthrough, and it was. I would not have, like, I got through the first level. I could not have kept that up. That was yeah. so stressful. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to play Ultra Nightmare? No, you said you only have to play one level. You have to go Ultra the first Nightmare. mission and you can cheese it, but I did not and I went to the full way and I was so proud of myself. But fuck, we it featured was the video. We featured some of your videos. No, no, in- I don't think you understand the sweat that was on my controller after finishing that mission. Like, it was insane. The amount of times I played that, but that is a crowning achievement of mine. Of my PlayStation career, yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely is. It's it's sweat inducing, and you like you. Oh, the like, soundtrack's just so good. The actually, I didn't. I wasn't enormously fussed on the Doom Eternal soundtrack for when I first started playing it, but uh, I actually worked out because I thought the the guns weren't anywhere near as chunky as what they were in mm. 2016. And then I actually found I had a soundboard issue on my PC, oh. uh, so I sorted that out. And this so now this the race coming up again. This this now play playing the the few hours I've played now. Mm. It's it's the sound and music is as chunky and as good as the first game. Um, I just I don't like some of the choices they made uh, aesthetically. Mm. With the game, and it's just well, they made it a bit too like even the I haven't played it, and but, but like I've known enough of the story through seeing gameplay videos and whatever like people referencing and stuff. It's it's become a bit like oh, suddenly Doom guys the hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck that. He's just a dude yeah. who's just there, just runs he's, through and cause chaos. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got a space don't station. Give a, that don't ov- give him a hero's journey. Yeah, he's got a space station that overlooks the planet Earth, and where the next demon portal comes up, he teleports down to save the planet. Uh, oh. That wasn't where it was going. Like he was, he was a knight. Why he was a Halo old theme playing in my earphones right now. <laughs> <laughs> so in in 2016, he was definitely a resurrected knight uh, of the, yeah. the the Slayer category. But like to to take he was it to just that, put, he was just but, put on the ground and sent through any just literally like, a li- almost a literal path. Yeah. So the, the the biggest thing, like in in 2016, he's such a dick. Uh, it like you get to the weapon upgrades and yeah, he ripped the box off the bottom of the robot and sometimes he even punches the like punches the robot. That <laughs> oh, he I exclusively out. tried to make him do that. Yeah, yeah. So in two thousand in Doom Eternal, there's none of that. He's not a dick at all. He's just he's like those those robots just leave there, just stay there. He's and like in two thousand sixteen, boop, yeah, boop, give me your treat. He'd, he'd crush things when you got those mm. cores in 2016. Yeah, the hell cores, yeah. And, like, and that, that beautiful <laughs> Definitely sound. Definitely at some point he would have grabbed Samuel Hayden by his fucking nads and just crushed him in his thing. <laughs> like, Fuck you, you <laughs> stupid shit. Why did you open the Mars hell portal? Yeah. Yeah, so um, it, uh, I, I will finish it on wuss mode, um, but that's, that's as far as I'll go with that one. And then I'll go back to 2016. So, yes, I'm winning. If you go back to 2016, and this is this is my pro tip to anyone: if you ever wanted to experience Doom in its 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 finest form, jump back into 2016 because the multiplayer is alive and well. And jump into that; it was some of the most yeah. fun I had. You've, in you've Doom mentioned that a couple of times, yeah. actually. Yeah, get um, right into it. So, so uh, I'm going to quickly duck away, take a leak, while uh, Tom, are you winning, son? And you talk about Far Cry Five for the third episode in a row. Cool. It's not like you've talked about Assassin's Creed for fucking seven years, you fucking piece of shit. Um, I love you, Pete. Uh, yes. No, I, I finished Assass- uh, Far Cry for Assassin's Creed 5. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck you. And you, it's Ubisoft, so it's basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah, basically the so. same. Far Cry 5 was great. It was definitely one of the better villains of the series. And having played through, this is seven games over three and en- three entries? Yeah. Six? No, six games. Six games over three entries. Um, so they it seems to be they release a numbered entry and then they release an offshoot. Um, Far Cry 3 was, yep, that pivotal game that everyone kind of got Blood on. Blood Dragon. Yeah, and then Blood Dragon was stupid and fun. Uh, there was 4, which was set in Nepal, which was one of the better ones, which is also one my, my dad loves. And then I played Primal, which is Preolithic, um, which I talked about, which 
super cool and the, the things they did with that. Then you did five and it's the most believable villain you go. And then you go to New Dawn, which is set after five, it's about 17 years, and there's a cataclysmic event. Um, it's like it be as cryptic as possible. And you get two new characters, but then you get recurring characters as well. And some of the recurring characters, like, I don't know if any of them were really believable, but, like, in terms of, like, the way they survived, like, some of them were, some of them weren't. Um, the new villain characters were... They never hit home the same way that Joseph does in Far Cry 5. Um, and, like, the whole uh, cult thing survives in in this 17-year time gap. Um, but they're never as threatening as they were in in before and they kind of become the villain. I don't, and, like, I don't know, just the as the side side sequel, I guess is probably the best way to look at it, um, um, to Far Cry 5, it's, like, it's it really feels like a miss. Um, you really got some cool vehicles in, like you finally got planes. So I spent a lot of time in Far Cry 5 running around in my um, shark painted Spitfire, like just for the fuck of it. Like it was so much fun to to fly around in. Um, they obviously in post-apocalyptic world, they're like, oh, no planes. No, you can't have those anymore. It's like, well, I just spent my 70-hour game really getting mm. into the planes you developed. Like why would you rip those out? helicopters didn't really mean anything your wingsuits back but then all your guns the gun designs were super cool because they were post-apocalyptic in like instead of having a proper knob to fix your sniper zoom you had a pipe socket wrench kind of tap handle thing so they were doing that kind of thing it was like yeah that's fun um and I, I've basically, I've finished the story. I've got like these little, the best thing that came out of it was the expeditions. So they they set up a limited map based on, it's the same map as Far Cry 5, um, same valley, same same space, but they've reduced it severely. They put radiation zones in so you can't go the same lengths that you could before. So it's probably about a two thirds of the size map that you had in Far Cry 5. Um, but then they added these thing called expeditions where you jump in a helicopter and you fly astronomically far sometimes if I'm actually going to be like thinking about the distance in America that they're talking about. But yeah, you do these things and you drop into like a, and that's what I was doing today before I played, uh, came on this, I was playing these and it's like you jump in, you've got to go pick up a package and then you pick up the package for 30 seconds. When you, 30 seconds goes after that, every single enemy on the map and every single enemy coming in knows exactly where you are and they all come gunning for you. And you've got to wait out two minutes for a helicopter to land so that you can jump in it and escape. That sounds a lot like the uh, end of the dark zones in the division. I think, it, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 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 like almost- Is it called the division? Is that the yeah, right game? Division. Yeah, 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 is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of like that. And it's just, it's a time thing. Um, you But the thing is, leading up to picking up that package, you can be as stealthy as you want. I have now developed a speedrun system where I run as straight as I can. I have the best weapons in the game. So I go pow, 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 pow. Fuck you. Pick up the thing and just go, shit. All right. Find the closest corridor I can and put as many proximity mines down as I can without them exploding them. Every car that comes in blows them up. And then I go, oh, helicopter's here. See you later, bye. <laughs> but it's fun. Like, it's still fun. Like, you know, yeah. and I've, I've, I've fucked them up plenty of times and I still get and- killed. So are these new little maps that it drops you into? Yeah, but you repeat them. There's only seven of them, but they get okay. more difficult. They put more difficult enemies in, so the enemy armor gets better and like like. It almost sounds a 
bit like a PUBG style map, but obviously kind of yeah. Not I, I think the thing that you got to think about is like being a post and this has taken so many references from Mad Max in that the entire new enemy category in this are all wearing like motorbike gear, but with various bone that is elements. Mad and, Max. Yeah, yeah, it's so Mad Maxian, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's just. Are you going to play six? When it becomes free on the uh, PS Extra, then yeah, I will. Um, I I have, as someone who never played a Far Cry game, I've now grown to appreciate them. I wouldn't say I've grown to love them. Far Cry okay. 5 was definitely the one that I really enjoyed and it was it was creepy as fuck. The characters were believable. Um, you know, it reaffirmed a few things I had in my mind about, you know, certain religious organizations and cults and stuff that's like, yeah, they would all 100% act like this. I think um, we've talked about those those religious organizations on the podcast. Yeah. But it's it's um there are still it's I mean it's Ubisoft, man. There's still plenty of flaws. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. There's flaws in every game, but Yeah. It's fun and 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 look, I was definitely trying to platinum it before we got on the podcast and I've got two of these expedition missions to go and then um I have did to Did you plat five? Yep, yep. I did that over okay. over the last I week. was teasing you before, by the way. I just Oh, I know. Yeah, no. I'm, you've been, you, but this has either been a really big game or oh, you haven't yeah, been playing hours, it as quickly. Oh, yeah, hours into this. Yeah. For Far but, Cry 5. Yeah. Because it was I, literally two episodes prior to this one that we you've talked about it in Are You Winning, Son? That's that's the thing. Which is as, probably as, the longest you've taken to plot a game. Yeah, but it's, it's a world that I really kind of got into. I love the multiplayer as well. I know I talked out about that before, mm. but the mod ability of the multiplayer. Um, so I actually had a kind of, quite unique fun moment the other night where I was helping some other guy get his plat for it. And the only thing he had to do was he had to win 10 maps. And so we you could boost it. So I just sat in there. But the map he chose, because this is the things you can create in their multiplayer, like creating things, it's a dodgeball arena. So it's there's a gap <laughs> in the middle that you can't jump over because I tried every which way, no matter how I timed it, <laughs> I could not get across. Um, instead of throwing dodgeballs at each other, you're throwing instant kill shovels. And it's just cool. It's dumb as fuck. There's fireworks going off. There's neon lights. It's so (laughs) stupid. But fuck. So it's a 420 multiplayer game. Oh, no, but this is the. I think I talked about the first time I talked about it is the multiplayer in like the map building. They were doing full rebuilds of N64 GoldenEye Mm. levels. Mm. It's so creative. And you've just got to throw it out there to the modding community. Like, yeah. And I don't talk about them enough because if you do it right, yeah, it keeps a game alive. Oh, hundred and it's the but same with Doom twenty sixteen. That's why that's why that multiplayer is still alive. It's because you can mod it and you can have fun with it. You can build your own maps, and it's just it's yeah. the only reason why anyone plays GTA online still. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. ten years later. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it, they don't do enough of it in video games anymore. I don't think, but it does literally if, keep games and alive. And this is the thing, and you know how much I fucking got over Destiny. But if Destiny let you build your own maps, oh yeah. Holy shit! That would have that would have changed the gaming landscape online. It, yeah. yeah, it would have been a better game to play. But yes, I am winning, son. I've basically finished that, and then I I don't know what I'm going to do between now and Jedi Survivor. I might play <laughs> Forspoken. I might go back and play um, Jedi Order again, just to refresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jedi Order before. Yeah, that's probably PS5 a good idea version. actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. See if I can do it a Sui style and be super arrogant in my gameplay and try and do <laughs> zip through it. 
<clears throat> skip all the content. Yeah. That's me winning, cool. Nice. Yeah, that's I us. I think that's it for the episode, yeah. Yeah. That's us. My bladder's full, so Pete, you need 30 seconds. You need to pull the pin now. Okay. Thanks for I'm listening. I'm going to go watch Mandalorian. Good night. <laughs>